Ah. It's <clears throat> not too annoying, was it? It wasn't deliberate. That's just how I drink my coffee. Obviously. Papa Johnny. It's here, guys. It's time. It's time. For See Me After Class, the epic podcast. The only podcast in Canada. Um, you can try looking for another one. You won't. Uh, mine is the only one, literally. So, so you have to enjoy it. Or else I'll beat you up. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks a lot for uh, for everybody's patience. I know I haven't streamed for a while. I've been pretty busy getting all the old episodes back up. It feels pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm still bracing for the moment where it all goes horribly wrong, and I have to delete them all again, but that time hasn't come yet, so they've still left me alone, which is good. Um... I'm not going to be looking at the chat constantly the whole podcast because I think me looking at the chat kind of ruins my f flow of thought. So there's going to be periods throughout this podcast where I'm going to put the chat away and I'm just going to sit and think and talk uninterrupted. Okay, so if you don't like that, too bad. But uh, I hope you'll enjoy it nonetheless and... Uh, when I'm through with those points in the podcast, I'll come back. I'll I'll chat with you guys for a bit. We'll we'll do super chats. If you've sent super chats, we'll go over them. Don't worry. Don't panic. I sent you a super chat. Why haven't you addressed it yet? Just relax. So I want to talk about a lot of things. I want to talk about uh, this fucking Kavanaugh thing. Not to go p political, because nobody wants... Everyone's like, uh, just stay... Don't talk about gay-ass politics. It's boring and stupid and lame. But uh, it's one of those things where it's it's transcended politics and it's affected just common discourse. You know what I mean? where I just hear these constant, this constant chatter about Kavanaugh implying that I'm supposed to fucking hate his guts based on absolutely zero cooperative, uh, cooperative evidence. Is that the right word? Cooperative, right? Supporting evidence. That's what it means. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know if I feel that way. And I'm afraid that if somebody, a certain somebody, hears me say that, that I'm going to get fucking flayed alive. And I'm going to get tied to a ladder and hung above a giant bonfire like in Silent Hill. Where that chick cop gets, <laughs> gets her skin melted off. It's just, uh, it's scary the way things are going right now. You know? And uh, so that's so that's one of the things. And uh, I'm gonna skim over my material here, so I know what I'm. I got a story about a uh, a friend of mine comparing uh, "Make America Great Again" hats to uh, 
Nazi swastika armbands, which I just thought was completely inane and dangerous. And so I wanted to talk about that. Um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. The epic new Bowsette meme that's destroyed the internet. I fucking hate that terminology. Destroyed the internet. Everything destroys the internet. Not everything. Not everything can destroy the internet. Okay. You just won the internet today. Shut up. <laughs> uh, the Kavanaugh shit. Um, just the fact of that. Uh, there's the extreme political polarization that's happening right now, where. One side is constantly demonizing the other and nobody's listening to anybody and nothing gets done and nobody wants to debate. Everyone's a fucking coward who wants to circumvent debate and like, well, it's the left doing this mainly. Instead of engaging in proper debate, they'll cowardly go the other way where they try and change the law. So if you don't fucking agree with them and say the things that they want to say, you're going to go to jail. You know? That shit's crazy. Um, I got I got some bombs mailed to the house. Well, not to the house, but to a P.O. box that I started. So uh, some super fans sent me some packages, which are obviously bombs. Uh, it's just uh, the only question is whether or not they have uh, they have um, anti diffusal mechanisms. You know what I mean? Like if some trip wires, uh, the bombs may be laced with anthrax. Uh, or some kind of lethal chemical or uh, bio biological weapon. I'm not quite sure, but uh, either way, it's they're definitely both bombs. One is one one bomb is, as you can see here, one of the bombs is cleverly disguised as a magazine. I don't know quite I don't know quite how they did that, but it's it's really amazing. I've never seen a bomb or a magazine shaped bomb before. It's truly revolutionary. Um, so thank you guys for that. Thank you for the bombs. Always appreciate it. <laughs> um, so we'll, uh, we'll save those for the end. We'll open the, we'll open those up at the end. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Um, Stormy Daniels, stupid lawyer who's using this whole, uh, um, this whole Stormy Daniels farce as a platform to run for president, which is just so cringeworthy. And the fact that on television, he challenged 4chan to, I don't know what exactly he said, but like he basically taunted 4chan or maybe the poll board specifically to like, you know, do your worst. I don't care, which is just the stupidest fucking thing you could do. And so I want to talk about that. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I had an ant problem at the house. I don't know if you know this about ants, but they fucking suck. And so I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, I want to talk about how the entire education industry is corrupt 
All the humanities and social sciences are corrupt as fuck. Bill C-16 is already signed into law in Ottawa. I found I found a link yesterday to a story about how there's a school in Kamloops. A grade 10 assignment is teaching kids that uh, conservatists are racists. Uh, and there's this great... Fuck, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there's this great fucking story. Uh, these These three journalists got together and went undercover as these social justice warrior types and they wrote all these bullshit satirical like academic papers and submitted them to a bunch of leftist journalist outfits and some of some of these organizations approved their ridiculous papers and these guys were undercover for like a year and they've just come out and revealed the whole sting operation now and they've made them look like complete fucking idiots and it's so good it's so fucking good that's the power of satire it's uh not to be underestimated just just because uh satire is humorous that doesn't mean that it can't be a immensely powerful political weapon and in this case it is and i hope it fucking i hope it blows up I hope everyone keeps talking about this and I hope this whole stupid fucking SJW you know social sciences and humanities tainting goes away because it's it's literally a fucking cancer you know so we'll, we'll talk about that I'm excited about that uh, I gotta finish off Majora's Mask at some point Probably won't be today. But uh, on top of that, I think one of the things that was sent to me... Uh, I mean, it's definitely a bomb. Let's, let's just make one thing clear. It's definitely a bomb. But there might also be in one of these packages uh, an Xbox One, which a uh, super fan, uh, his name is Michael, has kindly sent to me. Apparently he's not using his anymore, and uh, he decided to send it my way. So very, uh, very big thanks to that guy. And so once I unbox it, at some point I would like to stream me starting it up and uh, getting familiar with the interface because I'm vaguely familiar with it, but I don't know too much about it. And uh, I'd like to just start up. Halo 5 or Master Chief Collection and play through it a little bit because I've you know it's me being me right you'd th you'd think I'd have pl I've played these games thoroughly already but uh, I haven't I haven't I haven't I played Halo 5 I streamed it one day but I haven't beaten it I haven't played Master Chief Collection at all neither before nor after this update that has supposedly fixed all the terrible things that there were wrong with it I don't know what exactly was wrong with it that, that's the, the I never really got that. Like uh, the the Master Chief Collection problems always seemed so vague. Like nobody could really. I never read anything that really articulated what exactly the fuck was wrong with it. I'm guessing it has something to do with the netcode across all the games that were ported, and so like people are left hanging in matchmaking, waiting for players, and it just takes forever to get a game going. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know what exactly was wrong with it, but I would like to actually start up Master Chief Collection without doing an update. 
just to see what the fuss was about and then do another one where we update it and then I play it and then uh, we see what it's like. And uh, with Halo 5 as well, I'd like to dabble around with its uh, machinima settings because apparently it has a bunch of features for people who do the thing that I do. You know, there's like a, a particular machinima mode that you can go into on, in Halo 5 and you can uh, you can put like green screens and stuff and there's a bunch of camera effects. I don't know exactly what you can do, but uh, that's the po that would be the point of the stream is to find out all the stuff that I can do with it, you know? So, so that's a thing we'll get to later. Uh, what else? should we talk about um um oh yeah the hashtag i believe her which is related to the kavanaugh thing we'll get to that but apparently you're just supposed to believe women without any evidence now <laughs> which is like well you don't think women are capable of lying and being manipulative just as much as men like are you fucking serious so that's the thing. We'll talk about that. Um, the Alexandria Cortez woman who's trying to like get rid of America's borders so it's essentially not a country anymore. And the abolishing of uh, uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, which is just, just seems insane <laughs> to me. The world is going fucking crazy, and there's a lot of things that we need to discuss. A lot of scary things going on here. And I don't want to get too political, okay? But I feel like I could. there's some interesting and funny conversation to be had about these subjects because they're just so ridiculous. And so I'd like to talk a bit about that later. Uh, I want to talk about postmodernism. Um, I want to talk about Jordan Peterson versus Sam Harris, the debates that they've been having on what truth is and what what lies at the core of existence, whether it's structured meaning or isolated facts and values. And uh, that's an interesting discussion. And uh, I want to talk a bit about that. Uh... And I want to talk about how postmodernism relates to uh, screenwriting and modern filmmaking, especially modern independent filmmaking, because big theatrical releases, they still rely on structure. But when it comes to independent filmmaking, there's this postmodernist filmmaking movement that's, that seeks to throw away structure. And so you have all, a slew of dog shit movies that don't build up to any kind of climax and I guess it's an attempt to be like cinema verite. But it just results, to me anyway, in boring filmmaking that sucks. But we'll talk about that. Oh yeah, and I want to, I want to talk about racism and reverse racism uh, when it comes to uh, the application processes for things such as independent filmmaking where, you know, you have all these... Uh, application forms that that say on it like we are looking for diverse filmmakers and me as a white guy reading that I'm just like okay so you don't 
you don't want me in there, do you? Right? That's what you mean, right? You're not looking for white people. And so by saying that you're looking for diversity, it seems like you are making distinctions and decisions based on race, right? But it's not racism if it's a, a white person being omitted, right? Because white people are the default and the oppressors and whatever the fuck justification they have. Uh, anyway, that's another thing. Um, what else do we have here? Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, I want to talk about historical revisionism and uh, Battlefield Five and all their crazy fucking like, like it's just full, you know, armies full of women and black people and all this crazy customization and like inclusion when it just inclusion just wasn't a thing back then when wars were happening right so there's these games coming out that are posing as recreations of period war events right but then if you're going to do a period game you have to be careful with authenticity you have to be authentic period otherwise it's revisionism if you paint it in this unrealistic way and I think that's really dangerous because a lot, a bunch of kids are playing this and it's these games that are filling their, uh, that hole in their brain that like, if they don't know a lot about history or like wars that happened in the past, they're playing these games and they're getting informed by these games. And they're like, Oh, this must've been how world war one actually was when it wasn't. And I think that sucks. And I think you got to be authentic if you're going to do a period game. If you want to do a crazy fucking game where, like, you can customize your guys, whatever, and there's a bunch of women and black guys, I don't give a shit. But don't call it a World War One game. That's not... Anyway, I'll get to that later. Anyway, uh, what else do I want to talk about? Um, I had a, a bit here about abortion. Lots of political shit. You guys are going to love this. You guys love politics, right? Good. <laughs> you didn't have to answer. I know the answer was a unanimous yes. We want to hear political discussion on your on your videos, John. Because you know what you're talking about. Yes, yes, I do. I know everything. Everything that is politics, I understand. Um, I'm joking. I don't fucking know anything, and there's... I haven't researched too much, but I think I know enough to have a logical, neutral stance on things, you know, and uh, we'll see where we get. All right. We, maybe we won't go. I'll, I'll gauge your guys how you guys are feeling. If you guys are fucking bored or whatever, we can move on to something else. Anyway, um, I want to talk about how prophetic my show is in some aspects, particularly in regard to frag ban which when I first introduced in season six, was it? Maybe season five. Everyone was like, oh, that's fucking stupid. And now it's a real thing. People kill you in a game and you get banned because there's a malicious block of code uh, placed in the ragdolls. 
So if if your if your avatar in a video game gets fragged by one of these hackers, right, and your character turns into a ragdoll, there is a malicious block of code in that uh to, in order to in the code that is uh executed to generate that ragdoll. There is a malicious block of code in there that is also executed that uh that fucks with your computer and and your account and gets you banned or whatever. And it's essentially that is the thing in the show that's frag ban right so everyone's just like holy shit man this shit is real they send me links and i'm just like i called it there's a bunch of little shit like that that you know i called it early on and that now it's a thing and tossers yeah fucking bully hunters the bully hunters have been deployed <laughs> that lame shit anyway so that's a thing um, I want to talk about people accusing me and my show of getting political, um, which I guess is true to a degree, but uh, I have some things to say on that. Uh, I played Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, and I wanted to review that, and I also wanted to talk about some SJW-type articles that came out after Spider-Man came out about how Sp Insomniac missed a valuable opportunity to have an intelligent and serious discussion about police brutality and whatever. And like, you know, uh, their portrayal of the NYPD is just too innocent and ideal. And, you know, it doesn't... I mean, I guess what they want is for Spider-Man PS4's NYPD to be visibly depicted beating up black guys on the street. And, uh... So I have a few things to say about that. Um, I want to talk about Venom, which apparently sucks dick. <laughs> but I'll still go see it. I don't care because I love Tom Hardy and he's taking the role seriously. So fuck it. I'll still go see it. Uh, I want to talk about House, the last House of Cards season and that new trailer they put out, which basically kind of shits on Kevin Spacey, but... Maybe it's understandable, but there's something about it I don't like. I want to talk about that, too. And, um... Uh, oh, yeah, and Machinima has a new poster that they made. Which is just the epitome of fucking stupid. And so, uh, that's pretty funny. I want to go over that. And, uh, okay. So... That's me skimming my list of things to talk about. Now, is there uh, is there per is there a particular thing you guys want me to do first? Should I just chill out for a few uh, for a little while and and interact with you via the chat? Do you guys want me to do super chats, or do you guys want me to go into detail on a particular thing that I've gone over already? Uh, is there any any particular issue you want me to tackle first? So I'm gonna take a. S I'm going to take an obnoxiously long sip of my coffee and I'll let you guys decide. I'm not chewing the foam. Fuck off. I like this red thing. You going to make me ruin this one and then have to order another one? Oh, yeah, and, yeah, Bowsette. I, I mentioned that, didn't I? The Bowsette craze. Bowsette's my new waifu, guys. 
That's what I was doing, by the way, before I started airing this. I was jacking off the Bowsette porn. Obviously. How about a season seven commentary? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do commentaries for everything. Because now that I've got all the episodes back, right? I don't, I don't feel... Well, I didn't feel weird about doing it, doing it beforehand. But I feel even more liberated to do commentaries on everything now, including, uh, including season one. Like going, starting from season one, we can. Because I don't think I've done commentaries for season one, have I? Or if I have, they probably suck anyway, and I want to redo them. The same for uh, the same goes for some other commentaries I did. And season eight, I still got to do those fucking <laughs> those fucking commentaries. If there's if there's a commentary I've done that you think sucks, we can we can do it over again. So that's an option. Let's go straight into the politics. Let's do super chats first cuz there's there's quite a lot of them actually. And thank you by the way. Thank you everybody for your support. I mean, it was because of you guys, and a big part because of you guys, that I have my show back in the first place. And I've been uploading all my old episodes, uh, one per day. Some people have a problem with that. But uh, I did a poll on Twitter. I was like, how would you guys prefer I release these episodes? And one per day was the, was the consensus. And it does me a favor, too, you know, because it keeps my numbers up. And it like because I'm releasing one thing daily, it's keeping people engaged with my channel in a way that wouldn't be so if I were to just do all of season five one day, all of season six one day, all of season seven one day, and then it's over. And then, you know, I lose out on potentially a shit ton of views that could really help me, not only in terms of monetization, but also just getting attention and keeping my channel engaged and people spreading word of my show via word of mouth right it's beneficial it's more beneficial to me and my success to put them out one per day and i think it's also good in that sense for viewers to be able to just take one episode per day ingest it talk about it and then one more the next day Instead of just putting all of one season out there and then people maybe watch all the episodes, maybe they don't, maybe they never end up watching this, all the stuff that was put out in one day. Oh yeah, I'm a sellout. Yeah, I forgot. If you're, if you work in entertainment and you make money, you're a sellout. You guys, you guys know that, right? So, well, well, yeah. See me after class with John Graham, the world's biggest fucking sellout. You make money? In entertainment? How could you? That's disgusting. Wow. Uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do super chats. Let's fucking do it. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Kirkland Signature says first. Oh, well done you first super chat by the way uh kirkland i've noticed uh it's, it's kind of freaky actually like um i have all these plastic like yogurt containers that i use and reuse for like putting soup in and heat like uh eating from 
and I've noticed a whole bunch of them have Kirkland's the Kirkland signature logo on it. And I just started noticing this shit now. Like I've got all these products with Kirkland's signature on it. And it's like I can't fucking escape from it. You're everywhere now. I can't unsee you, Kirkland. You and your Costco fanboyism. How's Costco treating you? Do you work there or do you are you just an enthusiastic Costco shopper? Costco is cool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock it. A lot of good deals there. Go there, get a cheap hot dog, cheap lunch. It's a great place for that. Um but anyway, thank you, thank you, Kirkland. You've you've been a tremendous supporter over the months that uh that I've been doing this and uh, it's greatly appreciated. And uh Brandon Urbano is another guy. He he dropped like 200 the last stream, which was very good of him. I haven't forgotten that. I mean, you guys have dropped a shitload overall, but I'm that uh, that one uh, super chat was particularly surprising, and uh, I think that was in celebration of me getting my show back. So thank you very much for that, all you guys. You guys have been uh, you guys have been all terrific and uh, really really helping me out. So thank you. Um, oh dot 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 says second oh you, well you got second that's nothing in fact it's kind of pathetic really and you should kill yourself i'm joking don't but uh but thank you thank you guys uh supersonic speedy suicide <laughs> says it's been a while john how have you been got any spooky plans for the month um, I want to get a Halloween costume. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie. Have you guys heard of a movie called The Bad News Bears? It was made in, I wouldn't be surprised if you haven't, but it was made in 1979 starring Walter Matthau. It's about a little league baseball, or it's like an ex-baseball player who becomes a little league coach and he has to teach basic a team of basically the worst kid baseball players ever and uh there's a jersey that those he gets he has to because he's the team's manager he has to find the kids a jersey right and so and so in order to find jerseys he needs to get a sponsor to fund the jerseys and so uh he gets these jerseys that say bears on the front and on the back it says chico's bail bonds and uh it's the f it's the funniest fucking visual gag in that movie and so for my halloween costume this year i want to get that jersey i think i can get it online for like 30 bucks and it's like the authentically it's the jersey authentically rec recreated and uh so i want to get that i think that'll be fucking cool i want to wear that on my stream too um Love the shirt, John. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, if you're wondering what this says. Made in the 90s. All the cartoons I used to watch. You got uh, you got Rugrats. You got Wild Thornberries. Hey Arnold. Ren and Stimpy. Um, uh, Cow and Chicken. 
and is that it? Oh, and Angry Beavers. You guys watch that shit, right? Most I, I figure most of you guys are 90s kids. You're old? Fuck you. I'm not old. 30's the new 12. <laughs> or at least I'm 12 in my brain. Don't make fun of me. Um... Uh, as as to other Halloween plans, I don't know. I think I'm too old to go trick-or-treating, although I'd secretly love to do it. But people would people would make weird faces at me. Aren't you a little old to be doing this still? Yeah, you're right. And then I'd go home and stick a shotgun in my mouth and blow my brains out. I don't want that to happen. Um, so, th uh, thank you, supersonic speedy suicide. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, oh, says, share your thoughts on this spicy new Bowsette meme. Ah, uh, Bowsette. Bowsette, my dreamy waifu. My sexy waifu, Bowsette. <coughs> Where the fuck did that come from? 4chan, probably, as usual. Apparently just one guy drew a female version of Bowser and then it destroyed the internet. That, that's what they said, right? Oh, I fucking hate that shit. It's annoying. Is there anything particular about the Bowsette meme worth discussing? Other than it just gets spammed everywhere? Is there anything interesting about the backstory that I'm not aware of? Because that's all there is to it. I mean, what is there to discuss about Bowsette, really? It's just the female... Ver it's, I mean, the only thing about Bowsette that resembles Bowser is the horns. Other than that, it doesn't look like anything like Bowser. There's like... I don't think there's any shell. There's no spikes. It's just a blonde chick in a skimpy outfit with horns. That's Bowsette, the female version of Bowser. Although I guess that's a better alternative than just taking Bowser's character model and slapping a pair of tits on it. That would look kind of weird. Nobody would be at, at, find that attractive. So what's the point? Anyway. I'm looking at the chat to see if there's something. Yeah, there's nothing to this meme. It's just a dumb meme. And and she's also my waifu. That's all I ever wanted, boys, was a hot a, a super hot hentai waifu. I should get a Bowsette body pillow and have sex with it every night on stream. That's for Patreonies. That's for Patreon only. <laughs> Watch me have sex with a hentai body pillow. That that'll be just above the piss cam Patreon tier. If you want to see me uh pissing with a GoPro taped to my erect or rather flaccid cock, go ahead and support me on patreon.com slash JCJ Graham. Anyway, um I think that's enough on Bowsette.
the the big swinging dicks on Patreon. That's you guys. I don't probably some of you guys. Damn, a lot of super chats coming in. Thank you guys. This is great. I don't know what I'm going to use this money for yet, but uh I might I might use it as a budget towards like a short film or something. Oh, I'm work I'm working on a short horror film by the way. Uh I'm still writing the script for it, but uh and I I it's not a long thing. I just want to do like a 10-15 minute page short horror film. And I'm in the process of writing that and I'm trying to make it good before I go into production, but maybe I'll use the money as a budget towards that. That would be cool. Anyway, cuz I cuz I got all my broadcasting equipment that I need. Which is great, you know. I always wanted a studio like this, and now I have it, and it's thanks to you guys. I think it's great that I can do this, so thank you. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's move on here. So thank you. O dot dot dot. Ginger dude eighteen says, "Have you ever played LOK Soul Reaver or Yu Gi Oh? LOK Oh Legacy of Kane, right? Yeah." I played that for PS1. That was a sweet game, yeah. I didn't I, I didn't beat it. But uh I played through it a little bit and it was uh definitely one of the best games I've seen on PlayStation 1, that's for sure. I would love to play through that again sometime. But uh thank you Ginger Dude 18. Kenny under the mat says job <laughs> job please put your mouth around the foam. The foam I gave you $5. I deserve that much. You don't even have to bite it. I just want it to be a meme. All right, I don't have to bite it. Fine. <laughs> now it's all gross. This is all thanks to you guys. Anyway, there you go. Do you want that in a B cam? Let's go to B cam. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Lips on the foam. It's I didn't bite the foam. It's an important difference. Lips on the foam. That's what you get. Okay. John destroys the internet. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Okay, back to ACAM. Um All right, let's let's move swiftly the fuck along here. But uh thank you Kenny under the mat. Really appreciate it, buddy. Jason D says, "John, I have an important question. Legos or Kinects?" Um Well, Kinects was like the I mean, if Legos is for like toddlers and like ages nine and up but not quite teenagers teenage years then connects would be for the teenagers who like connects had connects had components that were like motorized right and you could make little motorized gadgets with connects that was pretty cool but i never really used them too much i i but i played with legos a shit ton i used to love lego i still love lego I bought a I bought a Lego set about a year ago, I think. Just 
as like a stress reliever. I also bought it because I could use a piece of it as a potential camcorder dolly. But uh, I liked having just a Lego set to build and follow the instructions just for... To take my mind off uh, just my creative projects at the time. You know what I mean? Like instead of constantly sitting at a, a laptop trying to come up with something creative, it's nice to get a Lego set and just... Even if I'm a grown fucking man, I don't care. It's nice to have an instruction manual that you can follow and you can just step-by-step step build something that's fun and cool. I like that shit. I like Legos. But uh, I got nothing against Connects either, but I never really dabbled with that too much. But uh, but there you go. Thank you, Jason D. I really appreciate it, man. IOU sends two bucks. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that, man. I owe you. So you owed me two bucks? Does that mean you stole two bucks from me? I owe you? You fucking thief. I'm going to find you. But you gave me the two bucks back, so it's okay. Thanks, buddy. O OMG Major Rager says, I'm writing a fanfic about you deep-throating the, f the foam. I need a name for it. Hmm. A fanfic about me deep-throating foam. I don't know, man. I'd have to think about that. I'll come back to you. If if I think of something, I'll, I'll mention it. But uh, thanks, buddy. Ariana says, just wanted to say that you're fucking great. Hey, thanks, buddy. You too. I legitimately hope you're enjoying this podcast. I hope you like my streams. I hope you like Arby and the Chief. Thank you for your patience in waiting for Season 8, Episode 13. I know you're all fucking waiting for it, but uh, I'm being very careful with its uh, with the story construction, and um, if you give me the time I need, I promise you will think it's awesome. I I am excited about it. If, if it turns out the way that I, I have it all in my head, then it'll be fucking great. And uh, I hope you guys stay tuned for that. And, uh, okay. So thank you, Ariana. Uh, Rusty Shackleford. Jo job be advised. Oh, all caps. This is serious, guys. Caps lock is cruise control for serious, serious business. Job be advised. RB and the Chief Discord has another release for you. Yes, I'm aware of this. We will we will watch that. Uh, we will watch that in the stream today. Somebody made somebody made uh, or the guys in the RB and the Chief Discord, the the fine folks over at the RB and the Chief Discord made me another video that I will uh, I will react to. But I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make all the reaction stuff. Like whenever, whenever, whenever somebody has a video that they made, or there's some video online that they want me to watch and react to, I think I will do that in a separate video. Like I'll do this podcast first, and then I'll stop the stream, start a new video, and then we'll do the watch stuff segment. Because I'm, I'm, it's getting kind of annoying. Like I do a whole like hours like three hours worth of podcast material and then i do one little reaction thing at the end 
and there's a copyright claim that fucks me on the monetization of that whole video. So it would be nice to just put the podcast out. I can monetize that. It's free of copyright shit. And then I can put out a video, and I don't care whether that whether or not that gets monetized. And that'll just be for reacting to stuff, okay? I think that's fair. So we'll, we'll do the podcast first. I'll stop, and then we'll go back online, and then we'll we'll watch some stuff. Okay? Okay. Um, Discord has another release for you. You must watch this immediately or face foam retribution, exclamation mark. And there's like a string of them. Wow, this guy's serious. I've never seen so many exclamation marks one after another. My God. Okay, Rusty. I got cop, co copy, copy that. Copy that. That's a copy, Rusty. Well, we'll watch the video. Don't worry. Arby in the Chief Discord, everybody. Only the coolest guys hang out over there. So I'm told. That's what the legends say. The legends speak of many great men and, well, no, no women. Because there's no women on the internet. We all know that. No girls on the internet. There's no women in here, right? Whammon. Is there any strong whammon in here? Any strong, independent whammon? Whammon! Whammon. 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 Sound a little bit like Al Pacino there. Hoo-ha! Anyway, uh... Thank you. Well, thank you, Rusty. We'll watch the video later on. Um, Scorpion12 says, Come to my channel and play Guess That Gender. You're the best. Uh, your channel, eh? Scorpion12. Uh, maybe. What have you got on your channel? Is this going to be another case where... Like, I go to your YouTube thing, and then it says, this user has not created any content. That's always great. If I see someone, like, really shitting on my stuff or leaves me a nasty comment one day. Like, your content sucks dick, dude. And then I go to their YouTube page, and I'm like, this user hasn't created anything. This user has created jack shit. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, great. Let's see you make something, you know? Not that you have to make content to critique other people's content, obviously. But it's just, it's always kind of annoying to see that, you know? It's like, what would you know about content creation? You think this is easy? You think what I do is fucking easy just because it's video games? It's true, it's a lot of sitting down. Doesn't mean it's not hard work. Just because I'm sitting on my ass right now, yelling into a microphone like a fucking cunt... Doesn't mean it's not hard work setting all this shit up. It takes me an hour every time before I broadcast to just make sure everything is fucking... There's a million things I gotta take care of. And then there's all the script writing and the music. Oh, I got I got some new tracks I've been working on, by the way. I can maybe... I can sh open up Fruity Loops and I can show you what I've been working on. That's another thing. Anyway. Uh, it's so hard. Uh. Boo-hoo, John. Uh, let's, let's move on here. 
So thank you, Scorpion12. Here we go. Uh, Captain Captain Desi. Uh, Captain Desi says, Hey, John, I passed my DMV driving test today. Oh, yeah, I saw you post on Twitter, dude. Congratulations. I told you, you just keep at it and you'll do it. Eventually you'll pass. It's bound to happen. They're not out to get you. You know? Although it might seem that way. Hey, John, I passed my DMV driving test today. I'm still stunned. Your words and practice really have helped. Thanks, man. What can I say? I don't want to sound like a dick, but I think I might be Jesus reincarnate. At the risk of sounding like an asshole, I don't think it does, but I think I might actually be Jesus Christ. That's not a vain thing to say, right? Anyway, congratulations, Desi. I hope you drive around and get into lots of accidents. <laughs> I'm joking, but uh, congratulations. Um, all right, here we go. Supersonic Speedy Suicide again. It says, have you signed the petition for you to bite the, f the foam yet? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a very, very important petition online right now of people signing this, leaving their signatures in order to get me to bite the foam. As if that's going to pressure me into doing it. Why can't you just respect my wishes? John's not doing what we say, so let's make a petition. So we, we can make him do it. We're going to make him. How dare you? I have free will, okay? You can't take that away from me. You can try. You'll have to pry it out of my cold, dead penis. Anyway, let's move on here. Uh, po Poglins for Life says... John, if you were locked in a room, forced to watch either the L.A. series or Deus Ex Machina, which would you choose? I would actually watch the L.A. series. Because at least, you know, L.A. is cringe, but at least, at least it's not something I made, you know? So it's cringe, but I can laugh at it and be like, ha, oh, this is so terrible, I can't believe they did this bad a job on it. But with Deus Ex Machina, I've got nobody but myself to blame. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, this is cringy, and it's my—it's all my fault. Why? Why haven't I killed myself yet? That's a very good question. Um. But yeah, I don't really want to watch either, to be honest. Uh, but thank you, Poglins for life. Uh, much appreciate uh, your support, dude. Um, Ariana says, thank you for having a logical political view. <laughs> uh, people have to be thanked nowadays for being, for having a logical neutral stance on things. It's like the norm is to be an emotional retard on the extreme of either one side or the other. That's the norm. Sad, sad state of affairs. I hate politics. 
I never used to be a political guy, too. Like, I, I would very rarely talk about politics, but all of a sudden, it's making me so angry. Politics have, has never made me, this, made me this mad before. I guess it's just a sign of age. I'm an old man now. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks, Ariana. <coughs> Poglins for Life says Wakanda started World War II. How dare you? Black people are amazing, and they do nothing but good things, and they're all good people. Okay, get with the times. It's 2018, in case you haven't noticed. Get with the times, okay? Love immigrants. Love black people. Love minorities. They're all awesome. Have a bath with them. Invite them into your house. Invite them in for a shower. And, you know, rub rub their naked bodies rub their balls a little bit just just love immigrants okay just do it do it or you're <laughs> shower and have a bath with <laughs> with immigrants and minorities or you're a racist do it um uh okay okay digital fear productions says Give me back my show. Oh, did I take it from you? Whoops. Too bad. The show's mine now. Be right back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go make a lucrative deal with Warner Brothers. Oh, well, I that'll be the next thing I show you guys is Machinima's poster. It's just the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Um, As soon as we're done with this. Captain Desi says, watch if Machinima were 100% honest with us, if you haven't yet. I think, uh, I, I don't think I ever watched that video, but I, I've seen it repeatedly in searches. I've just never clicked on it. So, so maybe that'll be one of the videos I watch uh, later on when we, when we do a, a new video. I'll stop the stream after the podcast and then we'll start up again and then we'll watch some videos. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Desi. I appreciate your support, man, as always. Uh, where the fuck were we? Jesus Christ, there's a lot. Thanks so much, guys. You guys are the best. That's something I want to tell you guys, by the way. I I've had uh, friends that I know in person who have come up to me and they've they've watched my YouTube stuff and they have they have praised my audience. They've been like, wow, it's so cool that you fostered an, an audience like that. Who's like, you know, they're a compassionate bunch of people, but they're not, they're not SJW freaks that just get triggered by everything. You know, you guys are cool. And I've had a lot of people say that how cool you guys are. And, uh, it's great. I feel really lucky to have, to have this kind of audience. So thank you for being awesome. Um, all right. Where were we? Where the fuck were we? Okay. Genesis says, is this where I left off? Genesis says, let's talk about the well-being of IZN 
after his wife's boyfriend kicked his ass after spending all their rent money on super chats. <laughs> uh, what a, that guy's a cuck anyway. Who cares? But uh, I'm very appreciative appreciative of of everybody's super chats, no matter how small. Thanks, Genesis. Uh, Kos, Kos, K-H-O-S, says, John, my did, sup, did, are you going to play Mega Man 11? 20 sec equals $3, by the way. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, Mega Man 11. I don't know if I've, uh, I don't know too much about that. Is that a new Mega Man that's coming out? Is that, is that like a side scroller or a 3D type? Like Mega Man 64, Mega Man Legends on PS1. Um, yeah, I don't know too much about that. I need to look at, look at that. But hey, I like Mega Man. Mega Man's cool as shit. Anyway, thank you, Koss. Uh, the Mountain Dude. The Mountain Did says, You've made enough from people asking bite foam, fag, faggot. <laughs> You're right. I'm a sellout. Don't forget. Thanks, Mountain Dude. Uh, Promethean Shows says, I'm glad you got your show back. I'm really enjoying the one per day. Something to look forward to every day after my shit job, lol. Oh, hey, hey I'm glad. It's cool, right? Like one episode coming out every day and it's like all the fans get to re-experience the re-release of the show you know and there's no bullshit annotations and there there's like there's like one ad i put in each video but i'm careful about where i place that ad i don't just put it anywhere in the middle of a fucking sentence i'll put it where there's a scene break somewhere where it makes sense you know so i'll have like maybe one ad and then no annotations nice thumbnail coherent uh titles that match up with the rest of the titles there's a uh, there's a synop episode synopsis in each description there's the original air date in each description which people have asked for and i put that in so if you open up the description window for each video you'll see the original air date underneath the synopsis so when when it was originally uploaded by machinima.com on their channel and so you'll get a sense of when, like, you'll get a sense of the era that conjured those those jokes that occur in those episodes, right? So there's, like, specific jokes that are tied to a particular range of years, you know what I mean? So it's, like, starting from 2008, and then when did the show end? 2011, 2012? Or maybe it was 2013, actually. It was August, September 2012, 2013. I think that's when the show ran to. Um, but anyway, yeah. It's uh, it's really nice to, to have... Uh, to know that my show is eventually all going to be restored on my own channel. And I don't have to worry about Machinima fucking with it. You know? It's on my channel and it's safe there. Until I get a cease and desist 
hopefully not. I mean, that's always in the back of my mind, like a phobia. Like I'm going to get a call from Machinima as soon as all the episodes, as soon as I've restored my entire show, that's when I'm going to get a phone call from Machinima saying, uh, actually, we were talking to our legal department and uh, we need you to pull all the videos now, John, or we're going to send uh, the FBI over to your house to remove your testicles. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully I get to keep my, my scrotum. But we'll see. Anyway, thank you, Promethean Shows. I appreciate it, buddy. Comrade Commander says, Hey, John, been a fan since middle school, and now I'm 25, still in college. Have you thought of releasing original music? I have. I have, uh, you can go, I have shit on iTunes. I mean, I, I, I run my stuff through a, a website called CD Baby, and then I have, a, like, a membership with them, and whenever I if I submit a track or an album through them, they automatically distribute it to a number of platforms, including iTunes and Spotify and a bunch of other ones. If you go to my website, you go, go to my website, imaginativelogo.com. You can scroll all the way to the bottom of the homepage and you'll see um, my music releases. And uh, you can you can buy tracks off iTunes and shit. That's another method of supporting me if you want to go that that way. Uh, you can buy you can buy my entire uh, volume one of my uh, album uh, that contains tracks I made for the show, or you can get uh, tracks individually. It's up to you. Um, I've been meaning to up uh, release another album through there with more recent tracks, but it's a big pain in the ass to be honest and takes forever. So um, if you want to download uh, any tracks. If you want to download track f any tracks uh, from number 50 and beyond that, you can if you become a Patreon supporter uh, for 10 bucks, you can get all the download links to all those tracks. So there you go. That's another method of supporting me if you want to do that. Um, let's move on here. Uh, thanks by thanks you guys by the way. I've, uh, I've noticed a few album sales in the past few weeks, so I'm, I'm glad you guys are enjoying that. Um, oh yeah. And go to my SoundCloud. If you don't want to, if you don't want to give me any money or you don't want to be a Patreon supporter or whatever, but you want to listen to my music, you can go to SoundCloud and you can listen to all the tracks you want for free. So soundcloud.com slash, I don't know if that's how the URL is supposed to be entered, but my SoundCloud username is John CJG 69420. Just, just look at the fucking text on the the overlay text on the webcam feed. It's all there. there. There you go. Go go there. Go to all my fucking links and subscribe and like and all that fucking bullshit. You know the drill. Smash that subscribe button. All that annoying shit. Anyway, there you go. Um... Where the fuck? Jason D says, hey, John, do you like it when the trick-or-treaters come to your door? I love it, man. I love kids. I've, that makes me a that makes me a pedo, obviously. But seriously, I like kids and I like Halloween and I like it when kids come to the door for trick-or-treat. It just. Uh, it's cool, you know. 
it's uh it's a fun thing for kids to do and uh i'm not like a I, I i hate that when you know there's a grumpy old man who's just like oh, i hate i hate fun i hate halloween and then just sees i would just open the door see that there's trick-or-treater trick-or-treat and i'll be like <laughs> you kids are too fucking old to be doing this fucking faggot shit and then i would slam the door shut before i would slam the door i'd be like grow up <laughs> and then like I would say really loudly so they could hear me through the door. I'd be like, fucking kids. I hate them. <laughs> nice costume, you fucking queers. <laughs> Go home. Get off my lawn. <laughs> no, I like it when trick-or-treaters come to the door. It's fun. Makes me smile. I like I like seeing the kids' costumes. Anyway. Uh John is a pedestrian. Yeah, yeah. A menacing mincing pedestrian. It's sad, isn't it? If I if I say I like kids, I might as well be like uh I might as well be like I love children. Mmm, delicious children. Can't say you like kids anymore. Anyway. Uh, let's move on here. Jason... Oh, no, I read that one. Thanks, Jason D. Lone Star says, John, what was your favorite moment from the Arbian Chief movie? Mine was when you went ape shit and tried to kill Chief. Oh, yeah. That is the best part of that movie. <clears throat> I think that movie's pretty hit or miss. But that is a definite highlight of that movie where I'm running and chasing Chief with the gun and just firing endless bullets. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. That shit cracks me up every time. That's That, that one's going to be a problem to restore, though. Oh, but I, I should say, by the way, um, some people are wondering what exactly is, is all going to be restored in terms of Arby and the Chief episodes. So season five is we're going to finish off season five and then season six is going to be uploaded and then season seven. Right. And then bites season one bites season two and then hyper male season one. So those are all going to come out. And then after that, I think I'll do Endgame. And so Endgame is divided into six parts. So all those will be released after that. And then Arby and the Chief, the movie, will come out later because there's a. that's going to be a problem, restoring all the, the audio for that. Because there's Endgame is fine because I think it's just all Call of Duty music. But uh, Arby and the Chief, th the movie, has a shitload of copyrighted tracks from a variety of sources, and that's going to require some significant audio remastering. So, same with the same. It's the same deal with seasons one and two. Oh, the pilot, by the way, I'm almost done. So uh, there's, I don't know if he's here right now, but uh, there's a guy named Andrew, and uh, he has done a terrific job remastering the audio for the pilot, season one, episode one. 
He took all the copyrighted music out, and uh, I threw his audio in. And uh, I'm just waiting on an updated file uh, for some uh, uh, tweaks to be made to it. I think he's done it already. And so I just need to throw the second version that he's rendered into Premiere. And I've already scored uh, the music for it with my own music this time. And so uh, I think after I think after Byte Season Three, then I'll 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 release what I've remastered so far of Season One. And then once once I've uploaded whatever there is there, I'll do End Game. And then. Uh, and then after that, I'll release more of season one and then season two as they get remastered. And then Arby and the Chief, the movie, will probably be the last thing to get uploaded. So, so there you go. Um, so thank you very much, Andrew, for doing that. Oh, and I am paying these guys. So thanks to you guys through your super chats, um, I'm able to actually pay these guys a reasonable uh, fee so uh, me and Andrew agreed on a fee and I'm going to pay him that and I'm also going to pay the guy who did the latest Arby and the Chief poster which is fucking awesome it's on my website both the posters that he's made for me so far for season 8 they're on my website if you go to imaginativelogo.com they're both there at the top of the page and so um, two dollars an hour? No. I'm the poster guy. I'm paying 150 bucks, and uh, Andrew, I think I'm gonna pay him for every episode he does. I'm gonna pay him 250. But we agreed for the pilot that I would pay him 150 because uh, um, he started remastering it without my input, so he did it of his own accord. And he sent me a sample to see what I would think of it. And he said, uh, I'll finish off the episode for 150 And I said, that sounds perfectly fine. So we'll do that. And so it's thanks to you that I'm able to pay these guys. So, so thank you for you guys for helping me out with that. I really appreciate it. And all I'm getting a shitload of super chats today. And that's just going to enable me to pay to pay more fans for more terrific work. I'm not going to pay everyone for every th single thing they send me, right? But if it's really exceptional work, then I'm compelled to pay those people. I'm just like, this is so fucking good. I have to pay. Th That's what I said with when I saw that poster. Or, and the poster before that. I was like, this is so, f this looks so fucking good. Like, I can't not pay this dude. And I, I'm a firm believer in paying people what they're worth. And if you pay people what they're worth, they'll do good work again. And they'll want to do good work for you. So, so, um, and plus those posters are great promotional material for me. You know, people look at that poster and they're, it's an eye catcher. They're like, oh, that's, maybe this show's pretty sweet. I'll check it out. You know, so I feel like I got to send them something. And uh, Andrew is doing a terrific job on the show remastering. So I got to pay him for that. So thank you guys for letting me do that. Um, all right, let's let's move on here. Where where were we? Um, Travis, 
says, I'm so happy that you beat Machinima and got full rights. I never liked them, and seeing their bloat edited out of the episodes is just wonderful. Oh, yeah, I know, right? You don't have to fucking tell me. I know how fucking wonderful it is. But I'm glad you also think so. It is really cool, isn't it? Not having their big dumb logo at the front and back. Not having their big ugly watermark in the corner. Not having their loud, obnoxious promotional material in the in the post roll. Not that that was... I mean, that wasn't a huge problem. Because it, it came after the credits. The annotations, though, that was a, that was a big piss off for me because like the annotation the annotations would always appear like at a particular moment where I don't want the audience to be distracted by anything other than what's happening on screen but it's just like there's a this annotation it's like eat this because they were trying to promote their live action bite me series at the time and I'm just like fuck off this sucks get rid of this I mean the th- viewers could turn it off but it was just a, a step that they had to take that not everyone would do right off the bat, you know. And so there'd be a there'd be a significant moment in the episode that came along, and then that that fucking thing would pop up. That's so annoying. It's like, guys, I'm trying to tell a story here. Move that shit somewhere else. Damn it! You've already got like a a post roll trailer. Isn't that enough? Fuck off with the annotations. Who's going to click on that? All it does is annoy people. Hmm, that's really annoying. I'm going to click on it anyway. Who's doing that? Nobody. Anyway. Um. Okay. So, thank you, Travis. Much appreciated, dude. Cross, jeez, I'm never going to be finished with these fucking super chats. Thank you, guys. Cross Counter says, John, did you watch the Bad News Bears remake with Billy Bob? Did they remake it with Billy Bob Thornton? I actually didn't know that. I'm going to check that out. I mean, it probably sucks, right? But I like Billy Bob, so maybe it'll be cool. I'll check that out. Thanks, Cross Counter. Much appreciated, dude. Meow Meow Choco Chow (laughs) says... John, will you do a commentary analysis of the complexities of cocaine Afro hacker guy in Endgame and how he compares to the other series antagonists? Yeah, sure. Why not? When we get to that point, sure. But uh, there's a bunch of other commentaries I want to do first. Uh, Meow Meow Choco Chow again says, John, will you do a commentary... Did you post the same super chat twice? Why would you do that? Or maybe it's just duplicated in the list here, and maybe you actually only sent one. But if you did send two, thank you. I'd, maybe that was a glitch. Oh, I'm sorry if it if uh, that went through twice and you didn't intend. But I really appreciate what what you've sent, man. Thank you. Just be careful with the entry thing. Um, anyway, the foam, uh, the infamous foam, John, John here, take this money, bite the foam and go grab a new one. 
you'll be making a considerable amount of people happy. Why is this such a big deal? Why can I not just let the fo why can't the foam just be? Why can't it just sit there on the microphone as as intended? I mean, I'm just what what about the next one that I get? Are you going to make me chew that one as well? I got I'm drawing the line here, okay? I don't care what you send me. I am not going to chew this up. I like this thing. I'll put my lips around it. That's it. Isn't that enough? Why can't that be enough? I already put my lips around the fucking thing. I gave you a, I gave you an epic B cam shot that I'm sure is going to destroy the internet, much like Bowsette did. I'm not going to bite it. No. You can't make me. You gonna come over here and fucking fight me about it? Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Bite it or you're gay. Oh, I'm gay, am I? Guess I'm gay. I didn't know I was gay. You learn something new every day. Anyway. Thank you, the foam, but no. No, no, no. I don't care. That, sh that should have made people happy already is the fact that I gave you that money shot there with my lips around it. What, do you need to see my teeth digging into it? No. No, foam, okay? There's a line. I've drawn the line. That's it. Okay? No more. You can't bully me. All right, moving on here. Thank you, thank you, Foam. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. Krieg, K-R-I-E-G, says, "Anthro Bowsette, best Bowsette, prove me wrong." And what's what's an what's Anthro Bowsette? I'm not sure what that is. But it sounds hot. Is it hotter hotter than Bowsette? Bowsette's my waifu, don't forget. Are you are you calling my waifu unattractive? Relatively unattractive? Unacceptable. Anyway, thank thanks, Krieg. Po Poglins for life says for the foam. No. No. Poglins. Too bad. You can't guilt me into biting the foam. Thanks, buddy. Duke Duke Darren says favorite anime, John. Uh favorite anime. Uh Cowboy Bebop's up there. Um In terms of watch time, I guess Dragon Ball Z. Pokemon. What other animes? I watched a little bit of Full Metal Alchemist. That was cool. Oh, yeah. I saw a bit of JoJo. That that show's pretty funny. It seems... Oh, yeah. And One Punch Man. But uh, JoJo kind of reminds me of One Punch Man, where it seems to be satirizing anime while actually being a convict... Uh, like a, a compelling anime at the same time. You know? 
JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I like that show. I've only seen bits and pieces of it, but uh, I like what I see so far. I sh I'll I'll pay more atten attention to that later. Um, but uh, Cowboy Bebop, I love the shit out of that. The art style is just fucking. It's so good. Anyway, um, thanks, Duke Darren. Kenny under the mat says. He says. He says something. <laughs> as soon as soon as I find it. Uh. Where in the fuck is it? Okay. Because you actually did it, here's another monies. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the more monies, guys. Wow. I can't believe how much money I'm raking in here. I'm so evil. I'm such an evil capitalist. I'm definitely going to hell. If you want to see me go to hell, send more super chats. Um, I'll... I'll, I'll uh, I'll bring a webcam with me when I go down into hell. I'll show everyone what it's like down there. Um, Cross Counter says, John, can we talk about how Trump and Trudeau cucked the Canadian people with the dairy industry provision and letting Big Pharma hike up drug prices? Hmm. That sounds a little more in... That sounds a little out of my depth, to be honest. Dairy industry provision. I, I mean, I've, I'm vaguely aware of it, but uh, I haven't looked into that enough to be able to say something, you know, concrete or profound on it. You know, I'm lacking a lot of knowledge there. I need to do more research on that. But I will say that I am no fan of Trudeau. Oh, no, I mean the opposite. I'm Canadian, so that means I love Trudeau. I want to I want to rub my cheek all over his abs and french kiss him lots of tongue. Uh, uh, mm, Trudeau, you're so fucking hot. Uh, mm, mm, mm. That's not his mouth by the way, that's his ass. I just pry Justin Trudeau's butt cheeks apart like this. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, Trudeau's so hot. Those washboard abs. You can grate cheese on them. So sexy. Um, Yeah, Trudeau's great. He's totally not a fucking cuck at all. Anyway. Meow. Thanks, Cross Counter. Meow, meow, choco chow. <laughs> Says... Some people read the Bible. I listen to John Graham. That's right. Because I am Jesus Christ, literally. Not to sound like a dick or anything. Holy shit, man. We're never going to get through these super chats. Look at all these shekels. This will go great with my Jew gold. <laughs> My big mountain of Jew gold that I sit on all day. Whenever I'm not streaming, that's what I do. 
I roll around in shekels and Jew gold like Scrooge McDuck. Mmm, yeah, delicious money. Mmm. I'm not even Jewish. And I got a big mountain of Jew gold just off camera. Um. All right, here. Where were we? Fuck me, man. Uh, thanks, thanks, meow, meow, choco, choco, chow. Is that supposed to mean like chocolate cat food? Where's where is that from? Where are you getting that from? Anyway, thanks, buddy. Steven says, I'm very happy to be a part of this audience. Hey, I'm happy to have you a part of it too, man. You guys are great. Thank you for all the support. General... General V. How do you pronounce that? General V? General V? General V? John, how's the new episode going? Love the last one. Uh, it's good. I, I need more time with it, though. I know you guys are sick of hearing that. But I'm actually thinking about it very carefully. It's a very fine line I have to walk between carefully constructed plot and jokes. And uh, But what I've got so far, I'm actually genuinely excited about. And when the script is done, I'm going to be very satisfied with it. And when the final product's done, you guys are going to be glad that I spent the time I did on it. I guarantee it. It's not going to suck, okay? Just be patient. Give me time. Give me more time with it, and it'll be good. I promise, okay? Because I, I believe it or not, I actually want this to be fucking good, okay? And I have no intention of doing a, a poorer job on this episode than I have done on the episode so far. I want to keep escalating each episode. So it's like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? You know, I don't want to drop the ball now. So I want to be very careful about how I build the story one episode at a time. So it'll be good. Okay. Um, okay. So, okay. Uh, thanks. Ge thanks, General V. General V.E. General V. Are you liking this? Me sitting here mispronouncing your name? I'm going to do this the whole episode. I'm just going to spend the in this entire podcast trying to pronounce this guy's username in weird ways. Gen General V? General V? Get General V? <laughs> anyway. Just, just kidding. Um, let's move on. Uh, I don't know this name. It's just like a Chinese character. Let me run it through translator. Google translate. I don't even know what language this character belongs to. Oh, it's a character that means love. It's, it's a Chinese character for love. So love in Chinese says hey john super long time fan you and your art have gotten me through many tough times much love man keep up the great work please shotgun a beer uh 
I'll tell you what. I'll shotgun the rest of this beer, okay? It's not a full beer. It's about halfway. Didn't quite finish it there, but whatever. That's what you get. I, I would have chugged a whole beer if you were white. <laughs> but you're probably Chinese. And I hate Chinese people. <laughs> this is a whites-only stream, by the way. In case I have to remind you guys again, this stream is only for people with glorious white skin like mine. Mmm, white skin. Uh, white skin is the best kind of skin there is. Not dirty brown-skinned people. Ew. <laughs> if you're not white, get out. Get out now. I'm joking. Everyone is welcome. Except Jews. And fags. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. I'm going to get banned one day. YouTube's going to ban me and then I'm going to be like, well, shit, I shouldn't have said those terrible things. But it's funny. It's funny. I, I, I can't help it. My mind is drawn to say funny bullshit things. Towing the line. That's, that's great grounds for comedy. You know what I mean? It's right up there, right up to the line. And sometimes I step over it, but that's part of the fun. Anyway, <clears throat> whatever. Thank, thank you, thank you, love. I really appreciate your support, man. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you've been a fan for the show for so long. Demonetized. Um, Jason D says, "Have fun redubbing the Arby and the Chief movie, Beaver Boy." Uh, yeah, that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. That's for sure. Thanks, buddy. Holy shit. Brandon Urbano. Again? I couldn't think of anything weighty to say, so, uh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> well, hey, man. Uh, you've been a tremendous supporter of mine, and, uh, it is not going unappreciated. I mean, all you guys have been great, but uh, you in particular, Brandon, you've been sending me quite a bit, and uh, I want you to know that I really appreciate it. It's uh, really fucking awesome. G glad to have your support, man. I really hope you're enjoying the channel and all the streams and the re-uploads and all that, and I hope you stay tuned. I hope all you guys stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Brandon. Poglins for Life says, Arby and the Chief has gotten me through depression, breakups, loss of family, and all other kinds of shit. Love what you do. Never stop. Uh, less than three. Never stop, never stopping. That's what I plan to do. Thanks, man. Well, it's because of you guys that uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to stop, never stopping. It's because of you and your support. 
I mean, thank fuck I'm, I'm getting support through YouTube and Patreon because because my sense of humor is unacceptable now in like every like if I want to get a film made in Vancouver like an indie film I mean I'm screwed right off the bat because I'm a white cis male right I'm not a I'm not a, a woman POC person of color so right off the bat based on my race I'm going to have trouble getting something made, getting funding for something, you know? And even even if I was, even if I didn't have the white thing, even if I wasn't a white dude, I would still want to write something like sarcastic and towing the line and making fun of like outrage and SJW culture, but I I wouldn't get greenlit. They'd just be like, oh, this script isn't appropriate. So thank fucking God I have direct fan support so I can do this kind of shit, you know, and not have to worry about getting screened or declined or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's kind of racist. Yeah, no shit. But they don't call it racism, right? Because white people are the default and they've had their way for so long, you know, and uh, they're they all white people all have a ridiculous amount of privilege and so you know people like the women who headed the black lives matter movement can say outrageous things like all i want for christmas is a white genocide that's a real quote by the way but they can say shit like that and it's not racist because racism is about a system of oppression you know and if you are part of the oppressors, a.k.a. white people, then a minority can say anything they want to me, no matter how hate-filled it sounds. It's not racism, because I'm oppressing them with my whiteness. It's all bullshit. John, it's hard being white, Graham. I'm not saying it's hard being white, but I'm saying it's this whole political correctness thing is suffocating and as a white man I feel reluctant you know going into going into like a, an indie production office and asking for funding for a short film or something like that because I feel like they don't want me there uh, we're actually looking for diversity hey white people are part of diversity because white people are human beings if you if true diversity is taking in everyone that's a part of the human race, whether they're white or not, but that's not what they mean when they say diversity. When they say diversity, they mean no white people, and that pisses me off. Anyway, that's a whole thing. Let's 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 finish off these super chats here. Um. Uh. Papa Jobs hot and ready pizza. <laughs> hey, boss, have you seen Alien, please? Pulls? Are you asking me if I've seen the original Alien from Ridley Scott? Yes, I have, and it's awesome. I don't know what else you might be asking. But hey, I appreciate your super chat, buddy. Uh, oh, dot, 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 says, I think I missed it. Where can I get a poster? Um, go to, if you go to my website, imaginativelogo.com, 
at the top of my homepage, you'll see the two posters that a guy made for me. His name is Jack Ferris, and uh, his email there is on there on my website if you want to contact him for... I think he might be taking on some design work. You know, if you've got a job for him and you're willing to pay him, I think he might do something for you. So, but uh, if you want to get that image printed out as a poster, I don't see why you can't just go to my website, download the full resolution image, and then just run that image through like a poster creation service online. I mean, you can go to a, there's a bunch of services online that print things for you. You upload an image and then they'll print out a full size poster for you and mail it to you. I actually want to do that. I want to get that done for both of those posters. I want to get both of those posters that were made for my season eight, uh, for season eight of Arby and the Chief. I want to get them both printed on full size, like printed as real posters and then get them placed in, uh, get them framed with like glass covers and put them up on my wall. I think that would be fucking awesome. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't see why you can't do the same thing. Um, Kirkland Signature says, bite the, f bite the foam or I'm making you go poor. <gasps> I think it's too late for that. I think I'm the one making you go poor, Kirkland. You don't have any savings, right? Your bank account's empty. It better be. You better not have anything saved up in there. You better not have enough for food. <laughs> you better not even think of buying food with your own money. You, you <laughs> Your sole priority should be sending your food money to me via Super Chat. Don't forget. Kirkland Signature says J-K-I-L-Y crying face. Oh, I-L-Y too, buddy. Thanks, Kirkland. Captain Desi says, don't bite the foam, John. Well, thank you. Look at that. Some guy who doesn't want me to bite the foam. That's a, tr that's a true hero right there. Holy fuck. There's <laughs> these super chats are never ending. Are we ever going to get to the end of these? My guess is no. Uh, Jason D., Says, hey, Anthony, can you fuck the foam? Oh, so like... So I would just stick my cock in there, right? That's what you're thinking? Yeah, that's great. That's for Patreons only. <laughs> oh, now I got to get this fucking thing back on. See, that's the thing with this. I wish it went, it stretched all the way across the microphone, but it only goes about halfway. But whatever, that's fine. Um, where were we? Charles Foster Kane sends five bucks. Hey, thanks, dude. Kirkland Signature says, would you chew your foam if it was Fournette's carpet? Fomet's carpet. What the fuck is Fomet's carpet? I think I missed the memo on that one, Kirkland. Sorry, buddy. But hey, thanks again. Uh, Alex Britton says, hello, job. <laughs> wow, this, this meme has really caught on, this job thing. Everyone's calling me job. I thought that, was, that would be a really obscure joke. 
but it's really caught on like wildfire. Hello, Job. There is something that I wish to ask. It is but a simple task. <laughs> with the donation included with this poem, I ask, for $10, could you please bite the foam? <laughs> There is, am I meant to read that in, uh, fuck, what do you call that? Iambic pentameter? Hello, Job. There is something that I wish to ask. It is but a simple task. With the donation included with this poem, I ask for $10, could you please bite the poem? I think, yeah, I think, uh, it was intended to be read rhythmically, but you've got a few too many syllables in there in that last sentence. But uh, I am I uh, I admire your effort there. It's good shit. But uh, the answer is no. It's still no. I'm sorry. But thank you, Alex. I really appreciate your support there, man. Okay, and uh, and uh, points points for trying to make a poem out of that. That was pretty cool. Uh, Split slash scream says, "Okay, cuckold. I'm not allowed to say the c word. You can say." You can say cuckold, but not cuck? Or are you talking about cunt? Can nobody say cunt on the chat? I'm pretty sure I left it uncensored. You should be able to say the N-word, too. Somebody try it. Kunt. Cunt. Spell it right. Or are the proper spelling ones not going through? That's weird. Oh, someone said the N-word. Nuggets. That's exactly what I was thinking. Hmm. That's weird. I thought I didn't think it was censored. I'll look at that later. I'll make sure it's uncensored. Um... Fuck, man. I got to piss soon, but I'm still not even done the super chats yet. Job, you forgot to read my hyper mail. It's been years. Oh, I've got I've got some mail I want to read, too. There's mail and there's some videos. The the RB and the Chief Discord video somebody sent me. I'm going to look at that later. Uh, but but uh, we'll do we'll do a couple emails later as well. Anyway, thanks, uh, thanks, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. I appreciate it. Okay, look, I got to take a piss, guys. So we're going to take a break. I'm going to come back to the Super Chats. We'll finish them off. Hopefully, maybe not, but we'll see. Because there is some other shit I want to talk about. But uh, just, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. And then when I'm back from the bathroom, we'll we'll keep going here, okay? So give me a few minutes and uh, we're going to take a quick, quick break and uh, bear with me. I'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back. The See Me After Class podcast will be back after these messages.
Ah, what a delicious regular sip of coffee that I usually do. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was just jacking off the Bowsette for a few minutes, but we're back now. I blew my load all over my face because I was reclining like this. I was like, oh, Bowsette. Oh. <laughs> That's... If you were wondering what I was doing off camera, there you go. All right, where the fuck were we? Welcome back to this obscene capitalist disgusting cash grab that is that is the see me after class podcast podcast i'm your sellout this evening john graham and let's look at some more of these disgusting super chats um where were we Where the fuck were we? Um, just, just trying to figure out where we left off. Okay. Holy shit. <clears throat> All right. Ethan McGregor says I watched your content when I was as young when I was as younger when I was younger and I'm glad I just recently found it again I'm so happy you're still here great content great humor thanks thank you Ethan that's a tremendous amount of money you're throwing at me there so thank you I really appreciate that I'm glad you've been a fan for so long I'm glad you found me again everyone thinks I'm fucking dead spread the word Tell tell your friends I'm still alive. I have my own channel. And just because I'm not posting on Machinima anymore, that doesn't mean I'm not still making content. Spread the word. Let people know I'm still fucking alive and making shit. Tell them to, to subscribe to my fucking channel and unsubscribe from Machinima. <laughs> they got enough fucking followers. 3.8 million subscribers they got or something like that. Can you believe that? Anyway, thanks thanks a lot, Ethan. I appreciate it, man. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says flexing on Kirkland. Oh, look at you. Supersonic's Speedy Suicide flexing on Kirkland, making him look... Making him look like a cheapskate here. That's one penny more than Kirkland usually throws at me. Per super chat. What are you going to do about that, Kirkland? That means you have to send me more than you already have. Those are the rules. I don't make them up. I don't make them up. It's out of my hands. But you have to. <laughs> Thanks, Supersonic. I appreciate it, man. Captain Clark 23 
says, in an episode of Arby and the Chief Season 6, Chief was antagonizing Arbiter and started catcalling him. Hearing here, puss, 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 in the Microsoft Sam voice made me spit out my drink. Thank you, Dad. Keesies. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Clark. I wonder what episode that was. Season 6. Hmm. I don't know the exact episode number. I need to see it again. Um... But thanks, buddy. Meow Meow Chucko Chow says the super chat is inspired by Kirkland's signature. That's right. He's a trailblazer. He's unstoppable. Thanks, Meow Meow. Luna with a hat says I made a 20 second vid in GTA about you versus Machinim. I think you mean Machinima, but uh, did you? S That's not the Discord video, is it? If uh, if you did make a video, Luna, and you're still here, uh, send me send me the link to the video via DM or Twitter DM or email it to me. You just check my links in the overlay, and uh, if you send it to me, I'll I'll watch it on the stream a bit later today, along with the Discord video and some other shit. So uh, thanks, Luna. Canadian Chief 55 says, love the show, John. Keep up the awesome work. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it, man. Kirkland Signature says, now do a real shotgun with a full beer or I refund. No, I don't want to shotgun another beer. I'm not shotgunning more than one beer in, at any, in any one stream. It's too much for me. I can't fucking, I can't do the shotgun shit. I'm not one of these f deep, like, like Canadian alcoholics that, you know, religiously shotgun beers every day. I can't do that shit. I got stomach problems. I don't want to aggravate it. But uh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, Superfluous says, John, put up your P.O. box info. Also, next stream, Ken has a mail time. Uh, well, there's going to be a mail time in this stream because I still got a few. If we ever get to it, I have a couple p packages that I want to open here. Like I said, they're definitely, definitely bombs. Uh, hopefully, they're not on timers, but uh, they may go off when I try to open them. Uh, there may be some kind of um, mechanism where I open the lid of the box and then that'll trigger the bomb. So we'll see. But... Uh, you, if you want my P.O. Box info, I'll throw it up right now. So if you have anything you want to send me, you can send it to this P.O. Box address. So there you go. P.O. Box 33534, Central City Post Office, 2820, Unit 2820 at 10153 King George Boulevard, Surrey, British Columbia. There you go. If you want to send me something. There's the address. Please don't go there and stalk me. Just send your packages and I'll go and pick them up and uh, I'll open them up on stream. I don't want to be like Barbara Streisand where I have a bunch of crazed fans outside my house all day. Anyway, there you go. 
Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep going here. Uh, thanks, Superfluous. I appreciate it, man. Jason D says, "Hey, John, I know this is a whites only stream, but I am half white. <gasps> so is it okay if I stay for half the stream? Um, if you cut yourself in half, sure." Um, I'd advise using a chainsaw. Just cut the, cut the, the minority half off of you and just leave the white stuff. And then that'll be, I'll consider that acceptable. But, uh, there's absolutely no minorities allowed on this stream. It's a zero tolerance policy. Sorry guys. I know it seems unfair, but those are the rules. Um, thanks, Jason D. Th uh, big, big thanks to the white half of Jason D, everybody. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thanks, Jason. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, John, you might be white and you might hate the blacks, but you'll always be my nigga. I said nigga. That's not a hard, that's not the hard R version. That's okay. But I still say the hard R version anyway, so whatever. Who cares? Fuck. Are we really going to treat that word like it's Lord Voldemort? Like our entire fucking lives? You know? That's what I hate about that shit. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to annoy people by saying the hard R version of the N word, but like, if we avoid it, like it's fucking Lord Voldemort and never say it, you're just, you're adding to the power of it. You know what I mean? And then when someone with hateful intent finally does use it, then everyone loses their shit. <gasps> I can't believe you said that. Suck the power out of it. That's what I say. Anyway. Um, thanks, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. I appreciate it. Rusty Shackelford. All I want for Christmas is a white genocide was said by a Drexel uni professor. And don't worry, dude, it's not racism. It's affirmative action. Not racism, dude. See, it's not racism. It's affirm affirmative action. Oh, well, that's all the proof I need. <laughs> well done. It's not racism if whites are the oppressive people in power, right? That justifies minorities saying whatever they want, including all white people should be killed horribly. That's the world we live in. Thanks, Rusty. Charles Foster Kane says, take our money and tell them to shove their diversity up their asses. <laughs> That's That would be nice. Thanks, Charles. Uh, love, I believe, again, says, hippity hoppity wham on our property. <laughs> Whamon. 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 Whamon our property. Whamon aren't real people like you or me. I hate whamon. They should all be killed. 
and it should be videotaped for my pleasure so I can masturbate to it. <laughs> Thanks, love. Spread the love. Except to non-whites and whamen and Jews and blacks and... Uh, Only love your your fellow white man is what I'm trying to say here. If you take if you take any kind of positive message away from this podcast, it's that white people are the best. You know, that's what I'm trying to say here really at the end of the day. Um white people are the best and they have the best skin. <laughs> anyway, thanks thanks love. Admiral Icarus says Job Graham bite foam. No. No. Thanks, Admiral. Fallen by gravity. Jesus Christ. Says currently in a dorm. And every once in a while the CAs what's a CA? Would knock and hand out free condoms. Constantly waking up to my pile of free condoms getting bigger <laughs> is almost as painful as wanting or waiting for season eight episodes. Good luck, John. Oh, thanks, buddy. I'm sorry about the wait, but uh, I'm being very careful with the script, and I'm trying to make it as good as I can. So you will not be disappointed when it's done, okay? I promise. Thank you, everybody. Kirkland Signature says, Fomet. Fomet. Oh, is this, could this be the birth of an epic new meme? Has Bowsette finally met her match? Only time will tell. Thanks, Kirkland. Uh, Ethan McGregor says less than three. Hey, thanks for your support, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ethan. Um, Michael says when's Arby? It's coming. I'm working on it. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thanks for your patience. I know it's I know the wait sucks, but uh it's good. It's gonna be good. I need time to work on this shit. They're almost feature length movies, these fucking episodes. Just because they're done in video games doesn't mean I work any less hard on the script, you know? I treat them like movies. I treat them like HBO. I want them to be good. Um Thanks, thanks, Michael. Kirkland Signature says, make a JoJo reference in your show for us. Well, go nuts. Uh, people thought I already was making a JoJo reference with my Columbo reference. I was like, you fucking weeb kids. Columbo is a 70s television detective. I'm not referencing a fucking anime. Anyway. Uh, thanks, Kirkland, as always. GM112 says, nice red rocket, Mike. <laughs> red rocket, red rocket. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, GM. I appreciate it. Uh, the Blood Banshee says, unsubbed. Oh. Oh. I don't want to lose your subscription. Subscribe, or you're all gay. You're not gay, are you? Because being gay is a very, very bad thing. <laughs> Subscribe or be gay. The choice is yours. 
thanks thanks blood banshee scorpion 12 says do you get to the cloud district very often what does that mean that's not a star wars reference is it no that's cloud city what's cloud district i'm not getting the reference there but thank you scorpion 12 uh luna with a hat just emailed you the the vagio uh video i guess loving the stream hey thanks thanks luna i'll i will i will look at that soon uh trent's prolapse starfish hey buddy yo john how's it feel to have risen up us dank gamers got us slunk together to defeat the machina chads of the world gamers rise up uh gang weeders for life gang gang weed is is love gang weed is life rise up gamers rise up um veronica is ours is rightfully ours uh death to chad and all men like chad all the chads we will kill them all but we have to rise up gamers rise up gang weed gang weed for life gamers rise up <laughs> we live in a society okay Am I getting through to you? We live in a society. Just remember that. Next time you see Chad making out with Veronica, just remember we live in a society, okay? Gamers rise up. Gangweed. Gangweeders for life. Um... <laughs> Uh, meow meow. Choco Chow says, "When's Majora's Mask long play number two? Enjoy you talking about the lore. Hey, I'm glad you enjoy those. You guys enjoy those, right? I wouldn't just be wasting my time if I were to pick Majora's Mask back up and finish that off. You guys would like that, right? Um, that that that'll be the next. If I do another gaming thing and you guys are okay with it, that'll be the next thing I do." I'll finish off Majora's Mask. Okay, you guys want you guys like that. Thank God. Thank Jesus. Awesome. All right, fuck me. Moving on here. We're never going to finish this ever. And you guys can't ever leave. You started watching this stream, that means you're stuck here. Don't even think about clicking that X button. You're here until we're done. We're done. When I say we're done. Um, Ethan McGregor says, God, it's as if black people have never heard of the three-fifths compromise. Jeez, work with me here. <laughs> I'm not quite sure I know what you mean by the three-fifths compromise, actually. Uh, I would like some elaboration on that if you don't mind. But uh, thank you, Ethan. Jason D says, hey, John, you're such a nice guy. You're so quite like, oh, my God. It's because uh, my middle name is Chad. John, Jonathan Chad James Graham. <laughs> CJG, I don't know if you guys knew that. Veronica is mine. 
cucks, cuck boys. You got a problem with that? <laughs> Veronica's my bitch. She's always going to be mine. Gamers rise up. Um, Genesis says, I've cracked the hidden code of your show. If you watch the seasons of Arby and the Chief backwards, you'll find the origins of the alt-right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. John CJG, the darling of the alt-right. I bet not one of you can articulate what the alt-right means. I can't even do it. That's my point. Nobody knows what the fuck it means exactly. It's a catch-all, right? Oh, that guy's the alt-right. Just dismiss what that guy has to say. I think in everyone's head, vaguely, it means, like, racists. Right? Like, if someone throws the alt-right alt label on you, they're basically saying you're a racist. It has nothing to do with whatever stance you might have on immigration and trade. Like, I mean immigration, like, on a serious level. That's that's not just, like, keep all the black guys and all the Muslims out just because, you know? It's how immigration affects a country's econ economic status, right? I don't know, fuck. I'm out of my depth there, too. Alt-Reich, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if, if, if you love the alt-right, you're gonna love the hit web series, Arby and the Chief. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on here. Uh, Supersonic Speedy Suicide says... Uh, in within asterisks smothers you in coconut cream pie and then there's some emoji there there's the purple eggplant and there's a there's like an angry face clearly some innuendo there some scandalous innuendo oh boy thank you supersonic speedy suicide once again Oh, wow. Are we actually at the end of the Super Chats? Thank Christ for that. I'm just kidding. I really appreciate all your support, but uh, it's nice that we're actually... We might be able to actually move on <laughs> to, to another point of discussion. Um, agent... Well, the good thing about the Super Chats, though, is that it's a good variety of talking points, right? Even though, even if I'm, I'm pretty brief on each one just because I want to move through them, right? But anyway, uh, Agent Smirnoff says, please upload your E3 2009 videos. Machinima removed them. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I think somebody sent me uh, an archive that has those in it. So once I'm done uploading the Arby stuff, then I'll, I'll put those back up. Yeah. Those are, uh, I mean, they're kind of cringe, but they're pretty funny, I guess. And I'm so fucking fat in them. I guess that's part of why they're funny. Anyway. Thanks, Agent Smirnoff. Uh, 
Ethan McGregor says it's part of American history. Back in the day, black people were only defined as three-fifths of a person, a.k.a. the three-fifths compromise. Oh, okay. Really? That's interesting. Exactly three-fifths, huh? I wonder how they came to that calculation. I wonder what science backed that up. Anyway. Uh, thanks, Ethan. Michael says, waiting by John's P.O. box going to make him bite the foam. <laughs> yeah, you're just waiting there at the post office with a snub nose revolver, right? Bite the foam, see? All right, I guess I'll see you there, Michael. Okay, we did. We've covered the super chats. Thank God. So now we can move on to something else. Uh, what should I talk about first? Um, uh, if you guys want me to talk about a particular thing that I went over previously, uh, let me know in the chat. But I'm. Otherwise, I'm just going to skim my list of material and then figure out where, what I'm most inclined to talk about right now. Hmm. Oh, Machinima's new poster. Okay, I want to show you guys that quickly. So, fuck, who, who sent that to me? It was somebody tweeted it to me. Maybe I can find the image on Google. Sorry, guys, just looking for the poster. Okay, I think I found it. It's kind of low resolution, but whatever. Okay, I got it. I got a. I got it open here. So let's switch to uh, PC two. Where the fuck? PC2. Um, okay, good. So this is Machinima's latest poster. Now, I want you guys to look at that sentence at the bottom of the poster and consider it carefully. Read it out loud a few times. Read it in your head. The intersection of gaming and entertainment. So, is gaming not entertainment? Gaming would clearly fall under the umbrella of entertainment, wouldn't you say? So, does the statement, the intersection of gaming and entertainment, make any fucking sense to one of you? How can they be this stupid? And what's with this? the look on this guy's face? His brow is furrowed because he's a serious gamer. Wow, look how concentrated he is on playing whatever the fuck it is he's playing. Probably Black Ops, right? Black Ops 4. Because that's what every real gamer plays, right? Is Black Ops 4 Battle Royale mode. While drinking game, gamer fuel, Mountain Dew, and eating fucking Doritos. 
And look at his, look at his, the fucking, the jacket he's wearing. I mean, that, that's a very 90s thing to wear, I feel. You know those thick hoodies where, like, it has, like, inner lining that has a bunch of logos on it? Like, that seems like a very 90s thing to me. I don't see many people wearing this kind of thing nowadays, except, like, fucking drug dealers. <laughs> His name is probably Chad. Yeah, you're right. The Chad Gamer, yeah. <laughs> The intersection of gaming and entertainment. The guy who tweeted this image to me, uh, he took a picture of this poster. Apparently, the guy lived in Los Angeles, and I think he took a snapshot of this picture, which was hung on the side of one of Warner Brothers' studio lots. Like on their on at on their studio property, they have a bunch of like, they have these hangar like buildings where each one is like contains a bunch of film sets within it right and so they'll film different movies in different different lots right and so this was hanging on the side of one of the lots a massive poster and this is what it said on it like i don't even i don't even have to try to make fun of them anymore they're doing it on their own they're making themselves look so fucking stupid the intersection of gaming and entertainment can you fucking believe that how stupid do you have to be? And this lime green color palette they've going on just sucks. I don't I have no idea what they're thinking. How can how could they miss that? Why would they assume that entertainment is not a part of ga gaming is not a part of entertainment? Well, I guess in their mind entertainment is just film and television, right? And gaming is its own thing. Except, hey, guess what? People play video games to be entertained. The intersection of gaming and entertainment? Are you serious? Are you serious? How can they be so fucking stupid? Machinima, where the mutually exclusive worlds of Gaming and entertainment collide. Shh. This is gaming. This is entertainment. Are you watching? Are you watching? Machinima. Are you a Chad gamer? Do you like Mountain Dew and Los Angeles and Doritos and Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Battle Royale mode? Then you're going to love Machinima. The intersection of gaming and entertainment. What stupid bullshit. Anyway, that's enough of that. I just wanted to show you guys that because I thought it was funny as hell. Uh, there you go. Machinima.com. Embarrassing themselves once again. I don't even have to do it. They're doing it themselves. Good for those guys. Keep it up, Machinima. Uh, ACAM. There we go. Um, Jesus Christ. I got to piss again, guys. Sorry. I'm going to go back to the bathroom. And when I'm done in the bathroom, we'll, uh, we'll pick right up where we left off. 
So, uh, sorry, guys. I know I just went, but I have to go again. So, um, please bear with me, and uh, we'll be back right after this. Ah, another nat perfectly natural, typical sip of beer. <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, so, I'm thinking, uh, I know there's been a few more super chats since I stopped, but I don't want to do that right now. I'm going to look at them later in the stream but I think I've dedicated enough time to that for now. And what I would like to do is minimize the chat for a little while and go into a talk about postmodernism, if you guys are okay with that. Okay, is everything coming through okay? Can you see me? Can you hear me? Some people are fucking with me, I think. Exact. What is postmodernism? Exactly. So we're going to talk about that because it is a very vague term. Okay, we're good. Okay, so I am going to minimize the chat for a bit because it's way too distracting. I can't fucking think while the chat's just going like that. So, um, I'm going to go off on a lot of tangents. So, um, cause postmodernism kind of holds together all the different things I want to talk about here. Kavanaugh being one of them in some way. I don't know quite how it's going to, I'm going to segue to that yet. I'll get to that, but I want to start off with postmodernism, postmodernism, the term as a springboard. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to minimize the chat and then talk. Okay, so chat's going away now. And I'm just going to think and talk, okay? And do a proper podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I said that weird. Okay, so here we go. The knees showing up. Oh, oh Jesus. So postmodernism. What is postmodernism? Well, to me, it seems like a term that, by definition, has to change with the times, right? Because whatever is modern changes, right? The, the moder modern refers to the present way of doing things, right? That's what modernity is. And... Um, the the present is always changing right because of the due to the flow of time the future always becomes the present and so the present is always changing and so that means the definition of what is modern is always changing right and um 
to me, postmodernism is the rejection of what is modern into something that is beyond that. Well, let's let's look up the specific term of postmodernism. I'm a little foggy on it myself. Postmodernism definition. A late 20th century style and concept in the arts, architecture, and criticism that represents a departure from modernism and has at its heart a general distrust of grand theories and ideologies as well as a problematical relationship with any notion of art. Huh. Yeah. So it's like a... It's at least in part a rejection of the norm, right? And so, how does postmodernism apply to our lives? Well, um, I want to tell you guys a story. I've talked about this before, but it relates still. Um, I had a talk about... It wasn't specifically about postmodernism, but it was about screenwriting. And it relates to postmodernism. And um, uh, I was, I had been making a bunch of tweets. This was like a few years ago. I had been making a bunch of tweets uh, talking about, like people were asking me my, for advice on screenwriting. And I, I'm always, uh, and still, I was always and still am a huge fan of the three-act structure when it comes to writing stories, right? You have act one, act two, act three. And there is something about that structure that you can't, you can't get rid of it. But a postmodernist approach to screenwriting, which I'm seeing a lot lately, especially in Vancouver independent film, is doing away with that structure and thinking outside the box and creating a piece of work that deliberately doesn't obey the laws of structure. But when you lose structure, you lose meaning. And that's my problem with doing away with the three-act structure in writing because what, are, what you're writing has to mean something, right? And that the structure is what gives it meaning. And this relates to the Peterson versus Harris debates. I don't know... I imagine the majority of you guys listening to me right now are Jordan Peterson fans. I think I've checked this before. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. And so there's a, probably a good chance that at least some of you have seen the debates between Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris. And they are essentially arguing about this at, at the core. Like in, in the example I'm discussing right now, I'm talking about postmodernism as it relates to screenwriting but it's it's kind of the same argument that Peterson and Harris are essentially having about what lies at the core of existence Sam Harris believes that all that lies at the core of existence are facts right just facts on their own they're observable they're concrete they're observable and they can uh, be revealed through scientific experimentation and research 
and they can be confirmed and they can be seen they can be heard they're just the world is just composed of facts cold hard facts and that's it there's no narrative structure to anything there's no there's no grand meaning to anything because i think what sam believes is that the universe is a result of just chaos and things are just as they are and the world is just composed of solid facts that don't relate to any other facts in any meaningful way right and um uh the way that sam harris gets around the absence of religion is that people should just be good people right that's what he believes is the answer to living responsible meaningful lives without incorporating religion into it and what jordan peterson is arguing on the other hand is that at the core of existence there exists a narrative of birth death and rebirth and there's something foundational about that structure that you you can't get rid of it you can't remove them because there is a there is a meaning that's embodied in that structure structure is meaning right if you build a house with four walls and a roof it has a purpose right and that purpose is to shelter you right that so there there is meaning embedded in structure and without structure there is no meaning and without meaning is it possible to to live a happy responsible functional life and uh these philosophical debates that i've been listening to have kind of reawakened my appreciation for religion i don't consider myself a religious person i don't go to church um i don't read the bible religiously or anything like i don't i don't go and sing hymns and songs and uh i don't adhere to the bible strictly in the way i live my life but I still, I, I appreciate religion in a way that I didn't used to. Because in my teenage years, I was your typical angsty atheist who was just like, God's not real, man. It's all just bullshit, man. It's, it's, it's there to blind you from the truth. I don't even know what I think, I don't even know what I think that meant. But that's what, that's what I believed back then. But I think if you're going to remove meaning from our lives, that's a problem. Because if the, to live with some modicum of religion in your life is to believe that you exist underneath some kind of higher principle. I'm not saying that you have to acknowledge that there's a big bearded man in the sky looking down on you. But I'm just saying there is a higher principle. There is something higher than you, something, whether it's a principle or a state of being. And I don't mean like a high school principle, like like uh, breakfast club. Got to grab the bull by the horns. That's not what I'm saying. I mean principle in a sense of like a code of ethics to live by, you know. And um, so back to the debates thing, Jordan Peterson argues that uh there's a structure at the core of existence and um it's it's a structure of birth death and rebirth and to go back to my screenwriting thing that's what act one two and three are 
of any good movie, right? You have your you have your setup, which is typically ends at the thirty minute mark. Then you have your conflict, which typically ends at the ninety minute mark, and then you have your third re- resolutory act. And in, on a very basic level, those three acts represent birth, death, and rebirth. Right? Not not necessarily not necessarily a literal death, though sometimes it is. Take Harry Potter for example, where Harry Potter dies in the last movie, but then he gets resurrected with the resurrection stone. There's something very symbolic and archetypical archetypal about that story that resonates with masses of people in a way that they don't even realize. This shit is so ingrained, but they can't art in their minds, but they can't articulate it. They can't articulate why it's so powerful, why it resonates so powerfully with them. And I think it's because that J.K. Rowling's writing adheres to these long-established archetypes. And so there's a... Whether people wanted to acknowledge it or not, I think there's a structure of life that lies at the heart of existence, of birth, death, and rebirth. And that it's that's true of every every person, every object, every natural growth on on the planet Earth or in the universe. Everything exists as a process, right? A string of instances. Like you or me, for example. Take my take me for example, right? My body exists uh as a process, my like my body, along with every other object and life form in the universe, is a process that is measured with time being considered as a factor, right? That's what Sam Harris doesn't do. He doesn't bring time into his measurement of people and objects. Um, like, a- imagine like a time lapse of like a... Like, imagine I was dead, right? And there's a camera on me, and the camera played time-lapse footage of my corpse. And you saw me in a time, in sped-up time-lapse video, you saw my body decompose, and then a bunch of maggots and stuff eat my body, and eventually my body is completely devoured. And then maybe some plant or some crazy shit grows where my body once was you know I've become a part of the earth you know I've decomposed and then like uh, what I'm trying to say is that like my body like if you measure my, my existence with time as a factor you you take into account my birth my growth my death my decay and then my transformation into some kind of other organic material, right? It's it's that's the transformation process into something new. It's like uh, you know how the energy can't be created or destroyed. There's a finite amount of energy in the universe, and energy is always transferred into something else, right? Because because you can't destroy an atom. I think I'm getting this shit right. You know what I'm trying to say, right? So everything exists as a process of birth, death, and rebirth. And there's something about that structure that resonates with people on an extremely deep level. Like every good movie that's ever been considered good adheres to this three-act structure, right? And so 
I remember getting into a discussion with this guy. This fucking asshole sent me a DM over Twitter. And he was like, uh, I've told some of you guys this story before, but he was just like, he was all obnoxious too about it. He was like, uh, before you start uh, preaching to everyone about how, you know, the, th the three-act structure is so integral and important to storytelling, you might want to read this. And then someone sent me a link to a book. And it was called The Hulk's Guide to Screenwriting. And the whole book was written in all capital letters. Pres you know, the joke was that it's written by the Hulk and he's always angry. And so anyone who's angry writes in all capital letters, right? So it's a little, a little much, I think, to expect me to read a book that's written in all capital letters because we have lowercase letters for a reason, mainly because it makes words pleasant to read. I mean, reading a whole book that's all capital letters is a bit of a chore, to be quite honest. But I didn't dis I didn't make that dismiss what the guy was trying to say. I read his book. And he was basically saying that your story doesn't have to have three acts. It can have as many act breaks as you want. And to me, that's kind of a postmodern approach to screenwriting where you're just you're doing away with the normal way of doing things and trying to think outside the box and reinvent the wheel. Uh, in a way that it doesn't obey the standard rules of structure. And some people regard this as like profound filmmaking. I think it's dog shit filmmaking, to be quite honest, you know? And I don't... I, th I think a good movie needs to be properly structured and paced. Otherwise, it's... I At least I find it boring. I'm just like, the pacing is off... I don't know where the Act 1 break is. I don't know where the break into Act 2 is. I don't know where the break into Act 3 is. Because uh, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I want that in a movie. Around the 30-minute mark, I want there to be a clear visual representation of the main character going in, stepping into an unfamiliar world or unfamiliar territory, right? That's Act 2. And then at the end of Act 2, you have that crisis moment where the the main character is in the pit of despair and has to undergo transformation in order to bring the story to a resolution, right? And whenever I see that in movies, I love that. I, f I, feel, I feel at home. I feel like if, if I see those stepping stones along the way throughout, throughout the course of a movie, I'm, I feel engaged. I'm like... Okay, this is going somewhere. This is going to build up to something meaningful. Because that's what the traditional three-act structure does. Is it, it builds everything towards a climax where the themes of the film are revealed. And it actually has something to say. If you lose that foundational structure, it just becomes this meaningless, pretentious turd. Where you're just like, the pacing is all off. I'm not you ever, have you ever went to the theater and watched a movie where uh you might think it's actually good but then it cuts to black and then the credits start rolling and you're like oh I wasn't expecting the, the movie to end there that's weird like uh you guys must have experienced that right where you feel like there's an act missing it's like there it feels like it's missing a third act I've seen so many movies like that and it pisses me off every time. And some of them have, up until that point, were I thought were really good movies. But then it just ends. 
and I I leave the theater feeling dissatisfied. I'm just like that was lacking something. But maybe other people watch a movie like that and they feel particularly satisfied, but I don't see how. Because I if you take if you take that foundational structure out, you lose the meaning you, the meaning goes with it, right? And so then it just feels like you're watching like a like just a, a an undisciplined documentary film where there's, it's not properly paced, it doesn't build it to a climax. And you're just, I mean, the whole point of movies is that it's it's not exactly like real life, right? That's why you go to a movie, to escape real life. It's escapism. And in escapism, you want structure because structure lets you build to a satisfying climax where there's like a, there's rises and dips in emotion. And then like at the end of act two, it's like, oh shit, the main, how is the main character going to get out of this one? And then the main character has to transform and transcend in order to achieve the climax and get the good ending and leave you leaving the theater feeling satisfied. Like, that was a good fucking movie. Goddamn. You know? And so that that's, I believe, how that relates to postmodernism. Postmodernism is like a rejection of the normal way of doing things and thinking outside the box and trying to reinvent the wheel to the detriment of the medium itself, whether it's film or whatever whatever other fucking art form that incorporates that basic three-act structure, you know? And I see that same discussion with uh, Peterson and Harris, where Peterson is convinced that there's a narrative at the heart of existence, which means that all this, our, the fact that we're on Earth, the fact that we live in a universe, like, it all means something. And if it does mean something, that's both fantastic and terrifying, right? Because if it all does mean something, then uh, the assumption is that, they were, that we're all going to be judged. This is where the do- dogmatic aspect of religion comes in, where you're just like, oh, shit, maybe there's a heaven and hell then. And then, oh shit, I've done this bad thing, I did that bad thing, maybe I'm going to hell after this is all over. And on the flip side of that, there's there's both a terrifying and a relief to a terrifying element and a relieving element to nihilism, right? Where it's like on one hand you're like, oh, what a relief. Nothing means anything. We're not gonna go to heaven or hell at the end of this. We're just gonna, everything's just gonna go black at the end and we're just gonna be worm food and nothing means anything. But there's also a terror to that as well. We're just like, oh shit, nothing means anything, you know? But what, I I find myself thinking, what kind of way is that to live where life doesn't, life has no meaning? I mean, what's stopping people from acting in incredibly hedonistic and tyrannical ways? You know, if nothing means anything and nobody's going to be judged and nobody serves any higher principle, what's stopping people from acting in utterly repulsive and heinous ways? And that's a terrifying idea, right? And I feel like that's kind of gripped our politics in a way. Like the world politics, I mean. So, uh, the, the, 
the the way the the modernity of the western world right would be the mar this market capitalist system that we inhabit we currently inhabit right and postmodernism in that sense refers to this movement of people wanting to tear all that down because there's a it's benefited a lot of people but the problem with a, a capitalist society is that you have a hierarchy of people what jordan peterson would call a dominance hierarchy and as as a result of having that hierarchy you have all these people at the bottom who have nothing and they are at risk of becoming dispossessed and then they reject the capitalist system they reject the hierarchy and then they're like fuck this we want equality for everyone and then that gets into dangerous territory because you're like okay are you talking about equality of uh opportunity which is a great thing i think or are you talking about equality of outcome which is a really dangerous idea because that essentially i think is a stepping stone towards socialism and as lenin said himself the goal of socialism is communism and so that that i feel like that's that's the terminus of that flow of logic right if you're going to go that way, that's that's where we're going to end up is communism. And I don't think you guys, I don't want that. I don't think you guys want that, right? Are there any communists in the chat today who think that uh, it's possible to have a communist utopia? Because it hasn't happened yet. And all the examples of communism in the past have led to millions of deaths and starvation and uh, just terrible suffering. And while this capitalist system that the West has right now does uh, result in the misfortune of a of a bunch of people, it's uh, the West collectively is still done better than it's ever have than it has ever. It's done better than it. We've we're doing better than we ever have throughout history as a result of market capitalism and f like free market trade, you know, like. I mean, I don't know how what you guys your guys's position is on capitalism, but I am in favor of it. I don't think it's a flawless system by any means. I think a lot of people suffer as a result of it. But I think most people are better off under that regime. And it encourages people to be self-sufficient. It lets you own the work that you create. Or whatever the product is that you create, you own it. And in order to engage in the world, you have and and fund yourself, you have to engage in free market trade with another person and their goods and services. And... Um, I think, I mean, I think it would be a terrible thing to lose that. And uh, you know, people think that, I think there's so many people in the world right now where they've, ha they've had it really good for so long that they see the slightest uh, bit of inequality and they think the whole system needs to be torn down. And these people have no idea, I think, how bad things can get. They don't acknowledge the true horror of humanity. What humanity on a mass scale, the kind of horror 
that the species is capable of if we don't have a system like capitalism holding things together, right? Um, and it's... Uh, sorry, let me think about what where I want to go to next here. Um, do I support inequality? No, of course not. But I think... Dominance hierarchies, as Peterson puts it, are inevitable because of the way human beings fundamentally operate. I went, I went over this in a previous podcast as well about how people evolved, right? And human beings have legs. Why do they have legs? So they can move forward. So moving forward is the fundamental objective of living, right? If you, if you are living... You have let you have limbs and you use them to go forward in life, right? So the question then is what do you move forward to? Right? Well, it's whatever you value the most in relation to everything else, right? So uh because there is that value system, that inevitably creates a hierarchy of things of things and people of value right there. You, you can't get rid of it, right? It's like, I value this thing more than that thing, so I am going to walk towards that thing. Whatever it is. Could be a place, could be a person, could be an object. It's just anything, right? So, you move towards things that you value. And if you value something, that means you value things around it less, right? If you're focusing on one thing, you need to have a system of values to distinguish one thing from another thing, right? It's like you focus on one thing and it's like, I value that thing more than that, right? And so it sucks for that other thing, but uh, that thing has uh, evolved or create, uh, come to fruition in such a way that it's more valuable to a person than the other thing. So that other thing, whether it's a, a creature or a thing or a person uh it motivates that thing to be just as valuable as the other thing that is more valuable in it, than it right and uh but what do you do about the things that can't achieve that level of value no matter how hard they try right well those are the ones that get dispossessed and then they adopt a, another ideology right and they try and destroy the ideology that's there already. And uh, I think this is what's happening with this, this covert uh, socialism slash communism slash Marxist thing that's infiltrating uh, all the education educational institutions. You have all these whack, wacko SJW instructors who are teaching people that you know, everyone on the left is good and everyone on the right is evil, which is so fucking twisted and dangerous, you know? To demonize everyone on one side of the political spectrum like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's why free speech is so important, right? Because the, the left and the right are both important and they both need to be negotiating with each other constantly, Right? And so I think of politics as a pendulum, right? And it swings to the left, 
and then a decade later it swings to the right and then it swings to the left again and it just keeps doing that over and over and over and we need the discussion between both political parties in order to try and keep that pendulum not necessarily centered but in a position where it keeps the most amount of people happy right and I don't think happiness lies at the far end of the left and I don't think it lies at the far end of the right either I think life is going to be terrible if that if that pendulum goes all the way left or all the way right you don't want the extreme of either but I don't think it's necessarily dead center I think the, pr the proper way of living in life is a winding path around the center right so in some aspects of life maybe that path goes quite considerably uh, into one side of the political spectrum uh, as opposed to other things I mean maybe there's some aspects of life where a straight path down the middle of the political spectrum is the right way to go right but maybe there's there's some aspects of the way we live life where the 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 path to operating properly maybe the path goes considerably into the right territory or maybe to the left territory as opposed to other things right but that that's why free speech is so important is in order to find those uh those paths right we need to be able to thoroughly discuss uh the the meshing of the the left and right ways of thinking right and if we lose that discussion we're fucked we are fucked and I think that's what I'm seeing the left trying to do. I'm seeing so much psycho shit from the left where they're trying to silence the right and demonize the right, saying they're all fucking evil. There's that story I, sh I shared on Twitter. There's a... Uh, I mean, this shit's w w fucking crazy in the States, but it's it's coming into Canada too. I mean, B B Bill C-16 in Ottawa is one thing. But uh, I saw this thing... It was a, a grade 10 assignment in a Kamloops high school that is teaching kids that uh, everyone on the right side of the political spectrum is a racist. And I'm just, these are school assignments. And I think it's, it's just so fucking cowardly to be indoctrinating children and essentially turning them into voice boxes for this social justice warrior progressivism bullshit agenda that's just working to silence the other the entire other half of the political discussion as if it's like a cancerous tumor that needs to be sawed off like a wily e. coyote cartoon you know i don't think that's the answer and uh f free speech is so important a any Anybody should be able to say whatever. And then everyone else has the right to debunk whatever that person said. Right? Everyone should be able to say whatever they want. Whether it's a good thing or a terrible thing to say. Right? But then, you better be able to stand by what you said. Right? Because everyone else has the right to come along and debunk your theories. Or whatever it is. Right? As soon as you, 
This is what I hate about these leftist fanatics. It, they're so fucking cowardly that rather than engaging in proper cogent debate, they would rather take the pussy route and try and change the law. And so without dealing with the right head on, they can just change the law and then force the government to force the right to talk in a way, talk and behave in a way that the left likes. Rather than dealing with them head on and saying, this is why we're right. They're just like, oh, I don't want to debate because I'm too fucking triggered. Your words trigger me. Wah. And then they, they back off and they try and, they try and pull the rug out from under the right, right? They try, they, it's that sneaky way of dealing with their problems where they try and change the law and then the law affects the government and the government decides what the right side of the political spectrum does and says. And I think that's so twisted and wrong. And I believe, I believe in, in free discourse and everybody should have a platform. And I, this is why I ultimately think banning Alex Jones, for example, was a bad idea, even though I'm kind of torn on that because how else do you stop Alex from riling up all his f crazy fans and then, like, all those fans end up harassing, like, the Sandy Hook victims, forcing them to constantly relocate and stuff. And, like, they're on top of having their children killed, they now have to deal with Alex Jones's stupid fucking fans vandalizing the kids' graves and shit and forcing the families, the victims, to relocate constantly. And it's just like, that's not right. Something needs to be done about that, right? And so maybe in that case, pulling Alex Jones off YouTube was a good idea. But the thing is, like, he's still reaching his fans. His fans are going to find him. If there's any medium that Alex can speak on, his fans are going to just go through that and still watch him. And I think all they've, in a, in a big way, what they've done by pulling Alex Jones off YouTube is that they've legitimized his points of view where they're just like, Alex can be like, you see, YouTube is pulling me off YouTube because they know I'm telling the truth. And then all his fans, it can be like, oh man, like this YouTube's trying to cover up the truth. Alex Jones is trying to tell us the truth and YouTube's trying to make it so we can't hear him. So, you know, that just makes them more militant in their support for Alex Jones. And so ultimately, I think they shouldn't have done that. It's a tricky situation, but I don't think anybody should be deplatformed. Everybody should have a platform to speak, right? And if people start getting deplatformed, I think that's a very dangerous. I mean, it's already, it's already scary times because e even me, I, f I feel like I have to watch really carefully what I say when I'm out in public, like dealing with a bunch of. Because I have a bunch of friends here in Vancouver that are like the progressive SJW types. And I like them as people, but I disagree with them politically, but I don't let, I don't let that get in the way of my friendships with people. But if, if any, if at any, and I, I tend to keep my opinions to myself, you know, this podcast is really the only place where I'm really honest. And, you know, at, in parties, when I hear some leftists start going off, I just sit there and listen 
I'm just like, mm, okay. And I don't respond because I know I'm going to get a bunch of hate. And, uh, I mean, if, if it's a situation where I can calmly put my opinion out there without, if I feel that I, if it's a situation where I can calmly put my opinion out there and not in a way that is, that can't be taken as like a, an attack, you know, cause that's never what I'm trying to do. Right. Ah, fuck. I don't know, man. It's complicated shit. And I know, I hope you guys are not bored and following along here. I know this is kind of messy and I'm jumping along. I'm jumping between a lot of different talking points. Um, but, uh, yeah, postmodernism. It's like a rejection of the, you know, modernity is like the current way of doing things and things are ticking along for better or worse. And then postmodernism is like, well, what if we just threw that all away and then did things a completely different way for the sake of it? And it's like, you do that at great peril, right? Like, I, f- I feel like the, 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 these postmodernists that are have such a massive voice right now and have such uh, political influence right now, they've had, I, I mentioned this before, It's I feel like they've had things too good for too long and they don't realize just how bad things can get. Their, their idea of an apocalypse is like the internet goes out. You know? And it's like, that's nothing. You want to know what true horror is? The true horror of humanity is living in a world where everybody's starving and eating their own children to stay alive. Because that was a real thing in communist Russia. They had posters up on walls saying, "It's don't forget it's wrong to eat your children. That was a real thing. That's not a joke. Me truly try and fathom that the horror of that. Imagine living in a world like that, where people were routinely starving to that degree, where they were eating their own infants. Ima- imagine going shopping one day, and you're going to the supermarket, and all the shelves are empty. You know, because uh, it's not a capitalist society anymore. Maybe we've moved on to a communist regime where everything is centralized and the distribution of all food is centralized and handled by the, the state. So, uh, it means you got, you got to rely on the government giving you your job and your food. And if you don't do what the government s- says or you say something they don't like, they'll have you killed. Ah, fuck, man. Can you... Whenever I go grocery shopping... Yeah, you ever go grocery shopping and you, you, you go to get milk, for example, and you go look in the fridge and there's no milk there? And for a second, you're like, oh, shit, maybe the apocalypse has started. Are the zombies here? Did I miss the memo? Are we, are we at that point now where we're all fighting over what's left in the supermarket? Like there's one milk left and one guy grabs it and then another guy sees it and is like, hey, give me that. I saw the milk first. It's mine. 
always th- I always think that for a split second. I'm like, oh shit, have things gotten to that point? But then it's like, oh phew, their refrigeration unit is just down. You know, I'll just go to the other Walmart or where wherever it is to get groceries. You know, I th- I think so many people vastly underestimate just how terrible things can get, and they don't know how good we have it. We have here in the Western world, we have it better than we ever have had it throughout history. And that that's not just for cis white males like me either. That goes for blacks and women and all the minorities too. Relatively, they're doing great than when they were years and years ago. But one guy on Twitter says he's being treated unfairly and then you have this entire postmodernist movement saying we need to, this is unjustifiable. We need to tear it all down and rebuild. It's like, really? You, you, you fuck man. We got things better now than you realize. And you are just so quick to tear it all down. And I think that that is so (sighs) fuck man. I don't even know what to say to that. And I don't know what you guys are thinking right now either. I I haven't looked at the chat yet, but I hope... I imagine the chat right now is just a flood of people saying, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I think I'm on to something here. I, I, I can't quite... I lack the ar- the ability to articulate what my, my thoughts and feelings on this really accurately. But I'm trying my best. I'm, try- I'm doing the best with my stupid brain that I can okay and it's a complicated subject you know and um fuck where do I go from here let me skim my uh material just to see if there's somewhere I can go from here because I know that I have a few things here um oh yeah so I want to tell you guys about this uh MAGA hat thing so I had a I had a I had a friend of mine on Facebook, right? Uh perfectly cool person. Um but she posted this thing on Facebook. Uh I think it was about a guy in Vancouver who was wearing a Make America Great Again hat and he got denied service. He got kicked out of the establishment. And I, I, the post was like in favor of the 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 organization the whatever that kicked the guy out and the the girl was making an argument that wearing a make America great again hat was the same as wearing a a, a, a swastika armband and I read that and I was like are you fucking kidding me I mean you guys see the problem with that right it's a false equivalency that's incredibly dangerous and destructive. Like to completely uh, dismiss uh, half of the political spectrum. Just labeling them all as Nazis so you don't have to engage with them on an argumentative level. You're just like, oh, they're Nazis. Don't listen to them. So everyone on the right, everyone on the political right is evil. And everyone on the political left is a saint. And I don't agree with that. I think and I think 
drawing this equivalency between the MAGA hats and the armbands is just so fucking ridiculous. And I replied to it. And uh, I said... I said it was extraordinarily destructive and dismissive to just uh, ignore 50% of the population who have a problem with the way their country is being run. Maybe this story was exclusive to the United States, I'm not sure. But either way, this girl was commenting on it and saying that basically every everyone on the right was a Nazi. I mean, she didn't say that, but that is... That is the assumption to draw from the argument that she was making. You know, there's no other way to look at it. It's like, you think everyone on the right is a Nazi. If you're drawing an equivalency between make America... I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with the statement, make America great again. There's nothing wrong with making a country great or wanting a country to be great. That's fine. But the problem is that people take that... that that red hat with that text on it is symbolic, right? People make a strong association in their heads between that and Trump, right? If you if you wear a MAGA hat, you're pro-Trump. And if you support a man like Trump, that means you're a racist because Trump is a racist and he hates women and he's a... He, I don't like Trump either. I hate Trump. I think he's a... I think he's a repulsive human being. I don't like his personality. I think his ego is absolutely out of control. It's definitely not presidential. But I don't think everything he does in the in the White House is bad. I think he's he's achieved some and put forth some policies that actually work for America's benefit. I'm sorry if I've triggered anybody by saying that, but I don't think everything he does is complete shit. I think to to get the support that he's getting, he must be doing something right. You know? I refuse to believe that they're all just evil Nazis and they're supporting Trump just Yeah, I hate Yeah, blacks suck. Yeah, I hate minorities. Yeah, white people all the way. Yeah. I don't believe everyone on the right is like that. I think that's silly. And like how can you draw that equivalency between MAGA hats and swastikas? I mean, the swastika, if, you, if you're wearing a, a swastika armband, that's pretty clear that you are, you are identifying yourself by wearing that as a, a white supremacist. Or just, um, I mean, yeah. That, that's what you're, tr- if, you're, if you consciously put on a, uh, a Nazi swastika armband, you are basically, you are saying white supremacist, you are for white supremacy. But you that's not true for the MAGA hats. But but these leftist idiots are that's what they're thinking. They're thinking, "Oh, that he's wearing that hat. That must mean he's a white supremacist." And it's just like, "No, dude. What are you thinking? You really think it's a good idea to demonize the entire other half of the political spectrum like that?" I mean, what what happened to just civil discourse, you know? The answer is somewhere in the middle, and we've got to work together to find it. The answer doesn't lie in demonizing the entire other half of the whole fucking thing. So that was basically my position on that. And I never got a response to that, by the way. (laughs) 
I, I, I made this big post saying why they were wrong and I never got a response. So I assume maybe I got through to them or they were just like, oh, John's a Nazi. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And. Uh, OK, so how does this relate to the, the Kavanaugh rape allegations? Well, I don't know. Maybe I can't quite segue to that in a way that I, I thought. Um. We'll get to that later. Hang on. Let me just uh, skim some other stuff here. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not really sure what to jump to at this point, but uh, I hope you guys liked my little speech there. I'm going to bring the chat back up and see how you guys are uh, reacting to this. Oh, wow, the chat's going fucking crazy. Okay, so I'm looking at the chat again now. How John ruined his career in only four minutes. Yeah, that's another thing. So I'm looking at the chat now again. So, uh, this is another thing, right? I was talking to a friend of mine about uh, possibly using my degree that I had gotten from film school to pursue a job in teaching, like teaching screenwriting or media studies or something like that. And I got a painful reminder that I can't, not unless I delete my whole podcast. I mean, if, if I got a job in the education sector, I would have to treat my whole online body of work and persona like a superhero alter ego that I'd have to keep secret from everybody. And eventually it would get blown open and they'd be like, you know, I'd get called to the principal's office one day and be like, uh, John, uh, we found that uh, you said some very controversial things on your podcast and uh, we don't think you're fit to teach kids. Like that, that would likely happen. I wouldn't be able to teach. Because in order to teach, you have to be a leftist, right? What? You can't, you can't be a conservative teacher anymore. That doesn't, that doesn't exist. And I f when I realized that, I felt really sad and angry because I would love to teach kids. I mean, if I, wasn't, if I wasn't producing videos and writing, I feel like that's the next, that's the next biggest thing that I would want to do is to go into teaching. And uh, it makes me sad and angry that I would be considered unfit for teaching just because of my political views. And I don't even need, I don't, I don't even think I'm saying anything controversial even remotely what I'm advocating for is is for everyone to have a voice for everyone to be able to engage in discourse and for everyone to have their arguments rely on facts and statistics and I don't support or condone the exclusion of anybody regardless of race, regardless of gender, sexual preference. I don't give a fuck. And nobody should be made to feel unwelcome. You know? N not not for things out of their control anyway. Like, I would never discriminate, discriminate against somebody because they were gay or trans or bi or, you know, post-op, pre-op, trans, whatever. Whatever race they were. I wouldn't I wouldn't disrespect anyone based on any of those things. 
I'm not calling for the exclusion of anybody. But in the education sector, my views would be considered controversial and unacceptable. And I think that's really bad. And it's already, a th we're in a terrible state if people feel nervous to like talk about simple things such as this, that everybody should be able to talk about openly without the fear of negative repercussion, right? And uh, it's it's really distressing. I don't like this world we're living in right now. And I want it. I want this whole suffocating political correctness thing to go the fuck away. And like I said, I think it's a pendulum, right? I, I mentioned this before. Do you guys remember when Michael Moore took the Oscar for Bowling for Columbine? And he went on stage and he started talking shit about Bush and how it was wrong about the military occupation in Iraq. And he got booed by the whole audience. And it's like, that's a marker of those times. That was 19, what was that? Early 2000s, late 90s? I can't remember exactly. But the Oscars, I think, is a good reference marker to the, the, the opinions of the common population, right? So you have that, that Oscar ceremony where everyone was booing Michael Moore for shitting on Bush. And then skip to today. I mean, did you see the last Oscar ceremony where, like, Jimmy Kimmel is the host and all the jokes are fucking lame? And then, like, you know next year Black Panther is going to get Best Picture. And if it doesn't get Best Picture, there's going to be a big media stink about it. Or if it doesn't get Best Picture, it's going to win whatever that new fucking Oscar category they're trying to come... You you guys... Did you guys read about that? That potentially new Oscar category where it's like most popular film or whatever? Or like most important political film? Which obviously is solely made to give films like ba Black Panther an Oscar. You know? It's so like the... The Oscars have done a complete 180 since that Michael Moore thing. And I think one day it's going to, the pendulum is going to go all the way the other way again. I, I think the, the, the political pendulum is on a, an upswing on the left side right now. And you have all these conservatives pushing back on the pendulum, trying to like, like stop it from accelerating any further. They're just like, no, God damn it. Ugh, push it back, push it back. And eventually it will go back. And it's going to swing, and it's gonna, eventually it's going to get to the other extreme. And then we're going to need the left to come in and pull it back a little bit. Because the far right is not a place where anybody wants to be either, right? And it's just this inevitable back and forth where we need each other to keep, to keep us grounded, to keep us centered, right? We can't lose that. That's so fucking important. And I feel like we're on the cusp of losing that just because these leftist lunatics are so, they're so crazy with their ideology and unrelenting. And they're willing to just, it's like they've given up on discourse and debate. Now they're just trying to change the law from underneath us all. It's already partially happened here in Canada with the Bill C-16, the mandated speech. If you don't, address people with the right pronouns, you could be thrown in fucking prison. That's crazy. If you don't use our words, you could be jailed. You know? Even if it's like by accident. 
It's like, oh, that, yeah, I like that guy. He's super cool. Oh, he wasn't a guy? He was a girl? Oh, wait, I didn't know. Too bad, you're going to jail. No, 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 wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's going to be the world we live in. Is that what we want? No. Oh, man. Okay, so... I've talked a lot, and I don't really know where to go from here. So I'm gonna look at. I'm looking at the chat just now. W what did you guys? What did you guys think of my postmodern thing? What did you guys think of my talking about Peterson and Harris and the core of existence and narratives versus facts? Did you guys find that interesting? I hope. I hope it wasn't boring. Do you guys think I'm a big fat idiot? I hope not. I hope you. I hope I didn't bore you guys. I think this is important stuff. I think, and uh, oh wow, wow, you guys actually loved it. Well, that's a fucking relief. Thank you. I I encourage you to check this shit out on your own. By the way, if you haven't heard of Jordan Peterson, I mean, whether you agree with him or not, man, I think he's the guy's fucking brilliant, and. Uh, even if you don't agree with him, it's good to, I think you ought to hear him out and just hear his argument just so you have it there in your head. And you can think differently if you want, but at least you know his position, right? And he's got a lot of great shit to say, I think. It's kind of like, you know, like, I listen to all these conservative guys. I listen to, I listen to Steven Crowder. I listen to Ben Shapiro. And uh, I listen to, like, all those... IDW guys, Eric and Brett Weinstein, Dave Rubin, Sam Harris, Peterson. Um, not not all of those guys are right wing, but I, there's a few right wing guys I listen to, and I feel like because I listen to those guys, I people think of me as like a right leaning guy, and I don't I don't even consider myself a conservative. I think I'm a centrist. I think I'm somewhere around the middle. I don't know where on either side. I think I I think I might actually still define myself as left leaning because I'm kind of a especially when it comes to my creative writing, I'm kind of a fuck the rules type of guy where or not exactly. Like the thing is with uh rules when it comes to screenwriting is that you need to know the rules before you break them and you need to know why you're breaking them if you're going to break them. Otherwise, you should adhere to them. But um, I think it's good to think outside the box now and again. That's why I'm left-leaning ultimately. Because that's, that's really the defining characteristic of being on the left or on the right of the political spectrum, right? Is if you're on the left, you don't really... You have a problem with borders around things. I don't mean literally. I don't mean just in terms of immigration. But I mean borders around a variety of things. Even the abstract so boundaries, borders around ideas, ideologies, ways of thinking, right? The, I typically tend to reject borders just for the sake of thoughtful exploration. You know what I mean? It's like, well, let's do away with the borders and let's just think outside the box on this for a little bit. I like to do that a lot. So I guess I would consider myself left-leaning. But that doesn't mean I want all borders to be dissolved. 
I mean, that's that's what this, you know, that woman, Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she won some kind of Democratic primary and she uh, like she's got this whole movement behind her. She's trying to essentially dissolve the borders around America and invite all the immigrants in. She literally she's on she's been recorded literally saying uh, love immigrants, just love all immigrants. They're all awesome. I'm just like, really? We're just supposed to love immigrants based on their collective identity. How about we judge these people based on an individual basis? Some of these guys guys might be criminals and rapists. Some of them not. But we can't just all, you know, welcome them all in under the blanket of immigrants because immigrants are all so great. That's fucking stupid. That's like saying, like, do you support the troops or not? I'm just like, I don't know. I support the troops on an individual basis because... A, tr- a, a military guy can go can join the military and fight on behalf of the military either for a genuine desire to protect their country or just because they're a psychopath that wants to kill somebody and shoot somebody and kill them you know and i don't really support those people cuz i don't like murder for the sake of it but if someone is joining the military just because out of a necessity to protect their country I think that's okay. I mean, I, I don't, I don't like war. I don't like that people get killed. I think it's terrible, and we should be preserving as much life as possible. But hey, there's some sticky situations where you got to, the military's got to kill a bunch of guys. I accept that, you know. But like, what's what's the individual motivation for people joining the military, right? Because it's not necessarily all good reasons, right? And I, so I, I don't like these blanket terms where you're just supposed to accept masses of people based on their group identity, the troops, immigrants, whatever, right? This is what Jordan Peterson argues, essentially, is that the individual should, should be sovereign and that collectivism is wrong. And I agree with that. I don't like collectivism because it sheds people of accountability, of responsibility, Right. Because if a group does something, if a collective does something to wrong you, who are you supposed to hold responsible? It's like me with machinima. Machinima is a collective. Right. And I hate machinima. But like if I if I say I hate machinima and I have a problem with machinima, all the employees with of machinima can see what I'm saying and they'll be like, well, he's not talking about me. At least he's talking about machinima, the company. And it's like, well, I'm okay. They're not talking about me. It's like, well, you know, what a relief for you that you don't have to be held accountable for anything. You can just do whatever terrible shit you want. And then everyone just blames the company machinima. But you as an individual are fine. Right? This is why I think the in, the individual should be paramount. The individual is sovereign. I agree with this, like, at its core. Everyone should have individual responsibility, be treated as an individual, judged as an individual, right? And everybody should, and in, in turn, you should accept your responsibility as an individual and conduct yourself in, a, in, a, in an honest and rightful way, you know, where you're not causing discomfort or, you know, you're not hurting other people. 
And, and, and if you do, you can be held accountable for it and you can be, and you can say, oh shit, I feel bad. I'm really sorry. I won't do that again. And it's like, okay, fine. Tr to be treated as an individual rather than like, I hate what you did. It's like, well, I'm a part of this group, so you can't blame me. And it's like, okay, well, fuck, who do I talk to then? And the answer is nobody because it's a group of, it's a collective And so that's that's a part of this postmodern movement that I really don't like is this emphasis on collectivism. And all that matters is the group that you belong to, whether like you're white or you're black or you're trans or you're gay or you're a woman or you're a man. Like that shit should just be like that's that's less important. The the important thing is us as individuals and the the decisions and the actions that we take as individuals right and we can held, be held accountable for everything that we do and it encourages everybody to act in a in an honest and preferred manner you know oh man <sighs> gamers rise up <laughs> rise up gangweed <clears throat> oh yeah by the way I'm running for president in 2020 <laughs> anyway um, I hope you guys like that um, thank you for listening to my little rant there um, I hope I didn't alienate anybody I hope you guys thought that was uh, insightful if not anything else and um, I'm going to take another break. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And um, I'm going to come back. We're not done yet. I'm going to go take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. And uh, when I come back, we'll do whatever you guys want. I'll, 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 go, I'll ask you what you want to do next. And uh, maybe we'll do some more material that I have written here. Or maybe we can move on to something else like the mail. We can open up the mail bombs. Oh, yeah, the videos. We'll watch those. Well, we'll do that in another, like, I'll stop the stream and restart it. And we'll do, like, uh, like re video reaction stuff. Just so I don't get a copyright claim on this podcast, right? So, um, okay. So just give me a few minutes. I'm going to go to the bathroom. We'll be right back. Thanks, everybody. So apparently a bunch of people left during my rant, which is a little disappointing, but whatever. It's stuff I like to talk about. If people don't like it, whatever. But we can move on to something else now. I'm sorry if you found that boring. <clears throat> but uh, we can do whatever you guys want. What would you like to do?
Do you guys want me to open the packages? Mail bombs? Yeah, I saw the H3 podcast with Bill Burr. It was a little bit awkward, I thought. It was okay. I think Ethan Klein needs to work on his interviewing skills a little bit. He's not he's not perfect yet. But he's got some work to do on his uh interviewing skills, but he's good. He's a personable guy. He's affable. He's on the right path. He just needs to work at it a little a little more, I think. All right, let's open the packages. Let's start with the smaller one. So this is definitely a bomb. Um, this is from uh, Cian Klesham. A bunch of you guys probably might know who that is. Uh, I'm not going to show you the, the return address. It's on the flip side of this. Um, but it's all the way from Dublin in Ireland. Okay. Okay. So, um, let me just prep for this bomb diffusal because we're going to have to diffuse the, uh, the circuit. So, um, the thing about bombs is that if you cut the wrong wire, you're fucked. And, uh, there might be some um, there might be some chemical or biological material that gets dispersed upon opening the package. So we're gonna have to be very careful here. I should really do this before the gloves. <laughs> So this will, without a doubt, shield me from any anthrax or uh, chemical agent. All right, here we go. So uh, props to this guy for... Uh, managing to disguise the bomb as a magazine. I'm not quite sure how he did it, but uh, amazing workmanship. So uh, let's just be very careful here. Okay, so I've got to find where the uh, the wire is. Usually it's a red wire and a blue wire, and you just cut the blue wire and everything is fine. Hmm. I'm not seeing the wires. Hmm. There must be wires. I don't understand. Let's just extract the material here. Hmm. I'm not seeing any kind of container. Wow. This bomb looks just like a magazine. Okay, so the bomb must be somewhere in the pages. Um, let's switch to B-cam here. 
So look at that. Go go to page 91, cuck boy. Lion face. So uh, we're going to find page 91 here. Games Master. I know that magazine. Okay, so let's carefully flip to page 71 here. Or 91, sorry. Not quite sure where the bomb is yet, but I'll find it eventually. I'm sure I will. I'm not seeing any anthrax, but maybe the, the, the powder or whatever the chemical, the lethal chemical is that he used is so fine that it's not visible to the human eye. That doesn't mean it's not airborne. Uh, where are we? Okay, so I think it's here he wants me to look at. Hey, look at that. Okay, this is great. So what it looks like this is, is Games Master Halo Fan Awards. And so they're giving out awards to people who made... Here we go. Uh, the Pillar of Awesome... GM's Halo Fan Awards. Ga GM being Games Master. That's the name of the publication. So here we go. And there's a particular page here that's bookmarked. And so there's some uh, award categories here. If you can read that. Oh, I'm going to get rid of these cups. Hang on. Give me a second. All right, here we go. So, coolest forge creation. Uh, fuck me. What does that say? What did you do to your body award? Oh, it's a tattoo. So this guy got an energy sword tattoo. So it's like a bunch of different fan awards, right? So on here... What is that? Coolest Lego creation. So like a bunch of different like fan fan made Halo related stuff, right? And so watch, so this is this is the bookmarked page, right? Here we go. Look 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 at this glorious shit, okay? Here's the big reveal. Uh fuck, come on. God damn it. Uh, fuck, here we go. Coolest machinima, Arby and the Chief. Look at that shit. And look at look at this, look at this. Runner up, Red versus Blue. Arby and the Chief is officially cooler than uh, Red versus Blue, everybody. Cool, coolest Machinima, Arby and the Chief by John Graham. So uh, I think uh, the anthrax is probably dispersed at this point. Uh, 
It's probably settled into the carpet now. It's probably not airborne anymore, so... <sighs> Just gonna breathe for a minute. Okay, so... If you didn't get a good look at that... Coolest Machinima, Arbeen the Chief by John Graham. Look at that shit. And so I'm gonna read you the little paragraph that's here. <clears throat> More people watched the pilot episode of Arby and the Chief than bought the first Halo game. That's 6,880,339 people, parentheses, at time of going to press. As opposed to Combat Evolved's 5 million or so, enraptured by the continuing, to continuing adventures of a Stephen Hawking-voiced Master Chief action figure and his covenant straight man, Arby who come alive when their owner and series creator John Graham leaves his house. This is different than the average machinima, a hybrid of in-game and live-action scenes that, cross, that across seven series have featured weddings, toilet-based suicides, and much leet-speak. So there you go. Thank you, Cian, for sending that. That's really fucking cool. And I like Games Master. Even though I don't live in the UK, when I was in the UK, I used to read this magazine. So thank you very much for sending me that. That's fucking awesome. And I'm better than Red versus Blue. Yay! I'm just uh I'm just being playful with that. I don't I don't hold any ill will against Rooster Teeth, obviously. But I think it's pretty cool to be recognized like that. So uh, thank you, Cian Klesham, for sending that. I really appreciate it, man. That's a great thing to send. Big thanks to Cian, everybody. I don't know if... Are you here in the chat, dude? Maybe not. I feel like I would have seen his username by now. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, thanks for that. And uh, now we're going to get to the other bomb. <laughs> this one is definitely a bomb. Put that back in there. Oh, is it Kean? Sorry, I said Cian, didn't I? I meant Kean because he clar he clarified what how to pronounce it, and I thought it was Cian, but it was Kean. So, uh, Kean Klesham. Thank you very much, dude. Okay. Are you guys ready for the next one? Are you ready? So this one's definitely going to have anthrax in it, at least. And so I'm guessing the, uh, the tamper-proof mechanism is right under the lid of the box. So we'll just bring it up here. I'm going to switch to A-cam for this. All right, here we go. Shit. Fuck. Hang on. i clear some space.
Okay. All right. So the tamper-proof mechanism, I'm guessing, is right under the lid. Careful. I don't want to break the container containing the uh, the lethal chemicals. Got to be really careful here. No sign of the bomb yet. This is a surprise. I'm not seeing a timer yet either. So it could be pressure activated based on something that I do with the package. Not seeing any wires connected to the lids, so that's a good sign. Okay. What have we got here? Can you guys see this okay? You guys can't see a fucking thing, can you? You can't really see. Well, you can kind of see me if I bend down. Okay, so we got a magazine here. Hmm. An issue of the New Yorker. Dated May 28th. Not quite sure what's significant about this. Not quite sure if it was used for cushioning or whatever. I think he just stuffed a bunch of magazines in here for uh, to cushion the sides of the packaging for a lack of uh, styrofoam. Still don't see the anthrax container, still looking. Okay, take removing all the magazines. A lot of magazines. This uh this is sent by Michael any by the way. Clearly a fan of the New Yorker. Game Informer magazine, their Spider-Man issue. More New Yorker, some newspaper. More New Yorker. Oh, what's this? There's a metal thing in here. Looks like a razor blade. It's like a razor with a sheath. 
I wonder why we, he would include that. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, that's a little weird. Hmm. Maybe he left the razor in there so I could cut the bomb wires in case I didn't have a knife of my own. It was nice of him. Uh, more magazines. Is that the New Yorker again? Yes, it is. You know, I'm not going to put them on the chair here because I want to sit down after this. Uh, Okay, so we got a package in a package. So the anthrax is definitely in here, I'm guessing. So we're going to leave that to the side right here. Oh, look at that. Don't get too excited. It's probably just the packaging. It's probably not actually an Xbox. It's just a bomb. It's probably the main housing unit for the explosive device. Uh, just some more cardboard and newspaper in here. Ugh. Nintendo 64! Okay, so that's empty now. So we'll put that down. And what are we left with? Ugh, this baby right here. And uh, this guy. Okay, I'm going to sit down now. Holy shit. All right, so now we gotta find we gotta find the arming mechanism for this one. Figure out where the stereotypical red and blue wires are. So I am opening the box. No sign of uh, any tamper-proof mechanism. Hmm. Oh, I see this whole side slides out. So I'm going to move this so it's on its side like this. Whew. Slowest unboxing ever. Well, I have to. It's a bomb. What do you want me to do? You want to, you want me to just open it and remove the thing that's in it? How am I going to get around the bomb that way? 
Okay, so there's some styrofoam in here. Still not seeing any wires. No chemical housing unit. Okay. Uh, so the guy who sent this, his name is Michael. I don't want to say his last name in case he doesn't want me to divulge that information, but his name is Michael. I exchanged emails with him. He's a great guy. Aside from the anthrax and the bomb and everything, but uh, other than that, he was very kind to send me his Xbox. And uh, apparently, he uh, apparently he. I asked him if there was any, if I could expect to find any residual data on the Xbox that he would want me to delete. And he said, "No, the whole thing should be wiped and formatted." But uh, if I do find any residual data of his, then uh, obviously I'm just going to gather it all and send it to Russian hackers and sell it to them for, uh, for, uh, for a very large sum of money. So hopefully Russia will get a kick out of that and they'll steal his identity and uh, that'll be cool. So I am... Uh, Okay, I'm going to pray that there's no kind of pressure plate that's keeping the bomb defused. If I remove the Xbox, this Xbox may be lying on a pressure plate that is keeping the bomb. Uh, the bomb may be armed, and as soon as I lift the box out, that might uh, trigger the bomb. So I can't quite see from here until I remove the Xbox. So we're going to have to take a leap of faith here, folks, and just pull it out. So here we go. Oh wow, no pressure plate. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. Put that carefully there. So we've got the console. We've got uh, the console power supply. That's that there. We've got a controller. The anthrax could be concealed in the battery compartment or within the power supply. We'll see. We got a USB cable. Power cable. Uh, second part of the power cable. Is there two power cables? Huh. Michael, did you mean to send me two AC cables? Because <laughs> I only need one of these, right? Hmm. Well, anyway, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep those to the side. Uh, so that's that. Just going to check this box thoroughly, make sure I'm not missing anything. 
Okay, so one of one of these must must be for the bomb. And I'm guessing the bomb must have accidentally been disconnected during the shipping process. I guess maybe UPS handled handled it a little too roughly, which works out for me cuz uh that means the bomb's not going to go off in my face, which is good. And then that's the Xbox uh, box empty. So there we go. I actually, I told Michael to send me uh, the uh, as much of the original packaging as possible because uh, he wants me to do a video of featuring the toys and the Xbox. And I said, send along with the xbox if you could send as much of the original packaging as you can please do so because i can use that as props right so in the video with the toys and the xbox i can have it so the xbox is all repackaged up in the box and the toys unwrap it and they pull all the styrofoam out and stuff like that okay so we've got our xbox here we'll put that down um Is the Xbox built to sit on its its side like this, or is it supposed to be is it supposed to be oriented flat? It seems like it's only supposed to go the one way. So I'll put that there. Okay, so that's supposed to be flat. Flat like your mom. <laughs> Real funny, asshole. So we got those cables. I think that he gave me one extra AC cable. Maybe he might want that back. I'm not sure. But there's that. And we got one more package here. So the if the bomb wasn't in any of the other packaging, it's most definitely in here. So, uh... We're going to carefully cut this open and find where the wires are. No explosion yet. That's a good sign. <laughs> Always a good sign in bomb defusal when your head is still on your shoulders. Ideally, I'd be wearing one of those suits, you know, in the Hurt Locker. The one Jeremy Renner wears where he's like an astronaut. <sighs> I should be wearing one of those. I don't know why you guys are saying it's Master Chief Collection, because it, it must be a bomb. What are you guys thinking? You think he's going to package a game along with this? This is probably the bioweapon. An EOD suit, that's right. Uh, explosive Ordnance Disposal. That's what I need. Fuck me. It's fucking tape. There we go, we cut that. Oh, Jesus. 
Okay, so we got, hey, look at this. We got a headset. I thought I'd have to buy peripherals like this, but hey, there's one I don't have to get. So there's a wired headset. That's great. And what else we got in here? Hey, that tape was tough, okay? I'm not a weakling, I'm really strong. Urgh. Quit making fun of me on the internet. Stop calling me a homo, or you'll be sorry. <laughs> hmm. So this is, this looks like an infrared sensor. What would that be used for? What's a part of the Xbox One that uses an IR, IR reader? An IR sensor? I assume that's what that is, right? Let me switch to B cam. Can you guys see? There's fucking autofocus. God damn it. Focus on the fucking thing. What is that? That's not for connect. The Xbox connect. Okay. So it's probably for that somehow. I'll figure that out later. It's a microphone. This is the microphone, isn't it? Microphone's here. So what the fuck is this? Why has it got like three different things? Fuck, I don't know. I'll figure it out later. And then we got... Oh, hey, there's a letter. There's a sealed envelope in here. Shit. It's even, it's got like a proper wax seal on it too. You can't really see it. Hold on. There's an envelope in a plastic bag with a wax seal on it. It's pretty badass. So we'll check out what that is. That's probably where the anthrax is. And we got another thing in here. What's this? Drum roll. Oh, shit. It's the Master Chief Collection. Look at that shit. The Master Chief Collection. Only on Xbox One. Uh. Whoa, shit. The disc is loose. Gotta take one of my gloves off. I don't recommend doing that, but I'm gonna have to just to get the disc back into its slot there. Hmm. Hangs pretty loose on that. Oh, that'll be fine. Disc is a little scratched. Hopefully it'll be fine. Uh, that's great. So that's that empty. And now let's... Let's look at... Uh, let's look at the envelope. So uh, gloves back on. Safety first. Anthrax has got to be somewhere.
All right, here we go. Envelope blank on one side, wax seal on the other. That's pretty fucking dope that he did that. That looks uh, legit. Okay, gloves off again for this because I got to tear the envelope open. I can't do that with gloves. But I, I got to shield myself from the anthrax. Oh, well, at least my face will be protected. So I am tearing the wax seal. Here we go. Folded piece of paper. Nothing else. Put that there. Wow. This is so fucking cool. Okay. <clears throat> Dear John. This is written in typeface, by the way. Dear John, thank you for all the years of great content. Your shows from Master Chief Sucks at Halo to the current season of Arby and the Chief have been an absolute joy to watch. I've been watching since 2007 when I was just a boy in the fourth grade. I stumbled upon a video of a Master Chief sucking at Halo, and from there I grew with these characters. So once again, I say thank you for all the years of great content, parentheses, including the other machinimas. I hope this Xbox One helps you to continue making the great content that has made an impact on my life. P.S. Hope Master Chief enjoys the sex box one. It's sex bone one, okay? <laughs> Michael. Is, I'll, I'll block out the name. But his name is Michael. And there's the letter. So that's pretty fucking awesome. Thank you, dude. Well, there's no, clearly no anthrax, so I think I can take this off. I'm all out of breath. It's hard to breathe when, with that on. Uh, well, thank you very much, Michael. I, I, can't, uh, I can't say how fucking stoked I am right now. That's very nice of you, dude. Um, that's so cool. So let's set that to the side. And uh, we'll switch back to our ACAM here. And wow, at Xbox One X. Oh. It's, uh, it's not an Xbox One X. It's just a regular Xbox. Well, thanks for nothing, Michael. It was an Xbox One X that I wanted, and this is just a dumb, gay, lame-ass, regular Xbox One. So, go to hell, Michael. How could you do this to me? <laughs> I'm joking. Everyone relax. Thank you very much, Michael. Uh, we'll, we'll put this bomb gear away.
Okay, so that was the Xbox One unboxing video, everybody. So uh, I'm going to just clear the table now. And uh, Michael, if you're watching this, uh, let me know what's up with these AC cables. Um, not quite sure why I have two. If you want me to mail one of them back, let me know. That's not a bald spot, you fucking cunts. That's just my hair getting pulled back by my headphones at a particular spot. Oh, he's going, he's losing his hair, everybody. Let's all point and laugh. It's going to happen to you one day, you fuck. You ever think of that? Nothing wrong with growing old gracefully. Bald. You know what's bald? Your fucking scrotum. Oh, okay. There we have it. That's our mail. That's our... I was very surprised not to find a hint of anthrax anywhere in there. Wow. Just wow. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Kian. Uh, you guys are great. I appreciate you going to the trouble to send all those... And uh, you made me very happy. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a stream where I boot up the Xbox One and explore the interface. And um, and uh, I'm gonna I think um now that I have the Xbox One, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna buy Halo Five. And uh, I'm also gonna boot up Master Chief Collection and play through that on a stream. So. Uh, Okay, so that's over with. What I'm going to do now is take another break. I'm going to go to the bathroom again. And when I'm done that, we can move on to something else. We can start watching videos or we can talk about some other things. So uh, just give me a few minutes, okay? Just give me a few minutes and we'll be right back. Uh, where's my fucking... Be right back, guys. Uh, went down the wrong way. All right, we're back. Thanks, everyone, for still tuning in. I appreciate you uh, being here. Uh, okay. What would you like me to do now? Do you guys want me to keep talking about stuff? Uh, or do you want me to move on to videos? Should we do videos?
Cheers, John. I'm drinking Stella Artois with you. Hey, right on, buddy. Well, that's normally what I drink, but this is Kokanee. I just got it because it had Coke in the name. I love Coke so much. I mean cocaine, obviously. Read your super chat. Oh, yeah, we got to do more super chat. Shit. Oh, it's so terrible. All these super chats that I'm getting. Oh, woe is me. Talk about the Russian bots. Oh, yeah, everything's everything's Russians now. Blame it. Blame, blame absolutely everything on Russian hackers. Uh, videos. Okay, okay, we'll do the videos, but first we're going to finish off the super chats here. Because there's a bunch. There's a bunch we missed. Jesus Christ, there's a lot. Okay. Um... Okay. Michael says waiting by John's PO box gonna bite gonna make him bite the foam. Oh no, we we got that one already. Captain Desi says your Los Angeles voice is awesome by the way. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles is the greatest city ever. Thanks, Captain Desi. Trent's Prolapse Starfish says, Are the Bites episodes going up too? Horsing around is Kino. Also, I love you and my wife's son loves the Amanda and the Champ show. <laughs> uh, thanks, dude. Um, yes, the Bites are going up too. Uh, it'll be season, f like I said before, uh, season five. We'll upload the rest of that then season six, then season seven, then Bites season one, then season two, then Hypermail season one. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. Uh, probably Endgame. And then I'll start uploading seasons one and two, uh, the remastered versions. And at some point after that or during that time, I'll release uh, RB and the Chief the movie. That'll probably be the last thing, I think. Uh, thanks. Thanks a lot, Trent. Um, <clears throat> Jojo says, hey, Jono, just tuning in. Good to see you online again, baby girl. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. Good to be back. Glad you guys are enjoying this. Afro God says, John, I need your help. I started uni and made friends with this girl. Oh, Jesus. It's always a woman. Women mess up everything. She's funny, very flirty, and I think I've fallen for her, but she's already taken. I want to stay friends with her, but it's making me crazy. What do I do? Uh You either got to be you either got to learn to just be friends with her or uh you got to stay away from her, dude. I mean, if it's tearing you up that much, but if you ever want a chance with this chick, here's what you do. You bro the fuck out of her boyfriend. Just like, just try and, try and be, don't be too try hard, but just like try and be friends with him. Show, show the girl that you're secure around her boyfriend and, uh, 
try and be friends with the guy as much as you probably don't like him. And uh, if she doesn't like him, then eventually that'll fizzle out. I mean, and if she does like him, you're fucked. But uh, if you do like insecure shit, like uh, treat treat the boyfriend like shit, then she'll sense she'll she'll pick up on that and she'll think less of you. You don't want that to happen. So uh, I mean, you you can't make her like you. So, but the way to make her. Certainly the way to make her not like you is if you start pulling some beta shit like uh, saying her boyfriend is lame or whatever or like uh, trying to get alone time with her. Don't do that. Like it's got to be her decision. And so just conduct yourself as alpha as you can, man. And if she she ends up ditching that guy later for whatever reason, she might she might go to you. So, uh, don't be a beta. Yeah. It's the moral of the story. Anyway, I hope that helps Afro. Good luck, Afro. God, I've been there. I know the fucking feeling. Uh, thanks a lot, by the way. I uh, really appreciate it. Captain Desi says the super chats are never done. Yeah. You're telling me. Thanks, dude. Jarrett. Hey, thanks, buddy. God damn it, John. I'm late for the stream because I was rewatching season eight. It's just so good, isn't it? It might be the best season of television ever created. Thanks a lot, Jarrett. That's uh, that's really good of you, man. Rivers727 says, So what you're saying is the three-act structure is Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Well done. Jesus symbolizes the ideal man. It's it's the, it's the ultimate sacrifice. It's it's it doesn't whether Jesus was a real guy or not, that's not really the point. The point is what he represents, and Jesus represents the ideal man or whatever the Jesus equivalent is depending on the doctrine, right? Cuz Jesus takes a number of forms, a number of different names, right? But they all symbolize essentially the same thing, and that is a man that is willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for the greater good. The ultimate sacrifice being the sacrificing of your own life. Because what more? What thing do you possess that's more valuable than that to sacrifice, right? That is the ultimate thing. Oh, God damn it. He's off again. No, I'm not. That was it. That's all I wanted to say. All right? Fucking assholes. We'll move on now. Okay? That's it. No more Jesus shit. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you, River727. Three-act structure is Jesus. You got it. Derelict Country says, hashtag Shoreroth. I'm not quite sure what that means, but thank you. William Snyder says, come to MN. I'll buy you a beer at Moto. I don't know either of those places. <laughs> what is MN? Is that a state? That must be a, sta a U.S. state, right? And what? And I don't know what Moto is. You're gonna have to clarify that. But thank you, William. Appreciate it, man. OSNV, thank you, dude. Much appreciated. 
Rusty Shackelford, John, for the love of God, just move on already. You do not understand what you are talking about. Thank you. <laughs> Is that sarcasm or legit? That might have been real. So what are you talking about? Like, you don't understand politics, so shut up. You're right. I'll never talk again. Oh, Minnesota. Okay, I got you. MN, of course, right. Ethan McGregor says, I went to high school in California and I got bullied for having more right-leaning views by students and some staff. Yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, at a uni... Oh, no, you're saying high school. I mean, universities is... I mean, university is the place for entertaining radical and dangerous ideas and discussing them civilly, you know? So the idea of people getting bullied on campus for their political affiliations is just so fucking absurd to me. But high school, it shouldn't happen in high school either, but it's a little more understandable. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying, I'm not justifying you getting bullied at high school because of your political views, obviously. It shouldn't happen, but it definitely shouldn't happen in university. But in high school, bullying happens. Bullying's a thing. I went through it, you know. It's just, you can't. Kids are kids. They're all fucking cruel monsters. You can't get around that. But I'm sorry to hear that you're getting bullied just because you're uh, you have right leaning views. That's wrong. And um, I wish you luck, man. I hope uh, I hope that comes to a stop. And if it doesn't, high school will be over soon enough, and then you'll move on to bigger and better things. And high school will be a distant memory for you. So. High school is fucking stupid. It's filled with fucking retards. So don't think too much on it. Once you get to college, university, whatever, if you're going to do that, your world is going to change radically, believe me. Anyway. Michael says, not all leftists are neolibs or commies. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm not demonizing everyone on the left. All I'm saying is, I'm most of the ridiculous shit that I'm seeing is coming from the left. That's all I'm saying. And the and the fact is that the left has dominated most facets of media for the past decade. You know? So I'm just I'm just sick of their shit in particular. You know? Ariana says you are the realest person ever, my dude. Thanks. Hey, thank you, man. Enjoy me while I'm still not banned. See how long this lasts. Admiral Icarus say, says, I get what you are trying to convey. It's similar to what a lot of people are feeling regarding soy boys who can't handle anything being uncomfortable. Yeah. I was talking with a friend about that the other day, about what exactly a soy boy is and what the soy smile is exactly. Because it's not that simple. There's a psychology behind... There's a particular psychology behind the soy smile, right? That kind of... It's kind of like a... It's like an ironic smile. It's like I'm pretending to be more enthused as than I am because I'm a grown man. And usually people do the soy smile because of some, like, video game-related shit. You know, they get, like, they get, like, a Switch or the new Zelda. It doesn't have to be Nintendo. It can be just any video game thing. And they're just like, 
it's like it's not a genuine smile because it's more it's more of a jaw drop like instead of us instead of a genuine smile where you know your cheekbones go up you're just like that's a real smile right like but a soy smile is like it's got like the hint of a smile but it's not quite authentic and it's like it's like i want to express my enthusiasm for this thing without seeming like i'm genuinely overjoyed by it i don't know do you think that's right there's there, uh, there's some kind of ironic thing about the soy smile where it's like i'm not really smiling but uh i want to express an, an exceeding amount of joy without it seeming too genuine or like i'm distancing myself from the joy that i i actually feel for this thing but i'm trying to tone it down a little bit I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to articulate what exactly it is. But a soy boy, of course, just means someone who is like, well, if you ingest soy, and if that's if you ingest a regular amount of soy, soy tends to lower your testosterone levels. So there's a you're being made effeminate partially by ingesting so much soy, right? So it makes you a soy boy. Uh, you're losing your masculinity, you know. And uh, fuck, I don't know. Anyway, blah blah blah. Soy boy, soy smiles. You get it. Anyway, let's move on here. Um, Ariana says petitioning for John to start an unboxing channel. <laughs> I I think I dragged that on for way too long. I'm sure you guys agree. But that that was fun, right? Kind of funny. The the bomb thing got a little old. But uh whatever. I thought it went well. Admiral Icarus says, "Do yourself a favor and never play Halo 5." Really? Is that bad, huh? Is it is it really the AIDS that everyone insists that it is? I mean, I don't like the lock narrative any more than you guys, but I don't think the the game is AIDS in physical, not physical form, but like AIDS in disc form, you know? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, apparently it's apparently it's the physical embodiment of AIDS, and I didn't realize. Okay, well, I'll I'll play it one of these days, and I'll stream it, and then we'll figure out amongst ourselves whether or not it's actually AIDS or not. Literally AIDS. Um, okay. Supersonic speedy suicide. Job, maybe it's time to hit the gym more. Work out them arms. That tape was tough, okay? Fucking assholes. You know how you have like a... Like... Because it's not just one layer of tape. It's like the guy like went around with the spool of tape around and around and made it really thick with tape. And so that's what I'm trying to tear. And so it gets like you have this really thick string and I'm trying to fucking break that. That's not easy. Okay? So I used the I used the sharp part of the pliers to cut that. Give me a fucking break. Ooh, you fucking weakling. 
Soy boy. Yeah, of course. That's the answer. That's that's really the, the, the truth at the heart of the matter is I simply ingest too much soy and my muscle mass is deteriorating. Wah, Beta John. You fucking cunts. I'd like to see you break it. And you guys are probably all skinny soy boys, too. Am I supposed to believe you're all fucking ripped chads behind your keyboards? Fucking, like, n no shirts. You're just, like, fucking constantly flexing. Like, ugh. Kissing your biceps. Look at these fucking guns. Ugh. Fucking John. Fucking soy boy. Fucking faggot. That's you guys. That's you. All right. Um, where are we? Admiral Icarus says you should host Halo Customs now on the Ma Master Chief Collection. No, I don't want to do that. I'll go up do matchmaking or something, but I don't want to do the custom game thing. I did that a long time ago and I didn't like it. Um But thank you, Admiral Icarus. Tech Junkie758 says bite the foam. No. No. <laughs> Thanks, Tech Junkie. Discount Gumshoe says this burrito goes out to you, Johnny Boo. Kiss kiss. I'm guessing you're eating a burrito right now. I've seen the new Red Dead trailer, but we can watch it later. Just let me do this first. Fuck's sake. Um, oh, that, that'll be a game I'm getting on the Xbox. But now that I have an Xbox One, I'll be getting Red Dead Redemption 2 on that. So uh, big thanks to Michael. for, And I'll be able to play with my friends. Which is great. I have a few friends uh, locally who play Xbox One. They don't have a they don't have a PS4, so I'll be I'll finally be able to play some multiplayer games with them, which is great. Uh, Techno for Life says, "John, you beautiful cuck." Eighties movie courtroom scene. Um, can you make an Arbian chief skit out of that? Cheers, cheers, my cheers, mine, manine. I think that's. Oh, cheers, mate. Never mind. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely good skit material. That's for sure. Uh, we'll see. One thing at a time. I've got a fuck. I got a shitload on my plate right now. But uh, maybe one day. Thanks, Techno for life. Superficial serpent says, John, do you still read comments on the old episodes you're uploading? Of course I do. I read all of them. Literally every single one I read. I don't I don't engage with people on the YouTube comments cuz if I do that then I'm just going to get a shitload of troll posts. I've seen it happen before and I don't want to deal with that shit. But uh, every every comment that uh, gets posted on the YouTube videos, I read them all. And I I love reading the comments on the old episodes because what's great about it is that people will post comments on the old videos that used to be there back when they were originally uploaded. Like, for instance, uh, there's an episode in Season 3, I think it's the first step, one cold, where there's that one wide shot on the toys, and there's a pillowcase that moves, and 
people were posting comments on the recent re-upload saying, oh my god, I think there's a ghost in the house. And that was, that used to be a meme on when the video was originally uploaded. There was this big dumb conspiracy that there was a ghost moving the pillowcase in that one shot. When it wasn't a ghost, it was actually just a, a, a fan that I had going in the room and it was off camera. And as it would be, as it would, it would go from, it would rotate left to right. And as it would pass the pillowcase, it would obviously make it flutter. And there's this big dumb conspiracy that it was a ghost. And people are re recreating those memes, that memes like that in the most recent comments on the re-uploads. And I thought, wow, that's fucking cool, man. These are like hardcore fans who remember the minutia of the what people in the community were posting on these uh, videos. And it was, uh, it's great to see that kind of attention to detail. It was pretty funny. So thanks for that. And yes, I do read comments. And please keep leaving comments. I read them all. I enjoy them all. And uh, they've all been pleasant which is great. I mean, they've all been really pleasant to read and they make me feel good. So thank you for doing that. Um, all right, where are we? Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, imagine being beta. I don't want to imagine that. So fate worse than death. Uh, thanks, Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Ethan McGregor says, if you stated... If you started an unboxing channel, please call it The Box Locker. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like The Hurt Locker. I should actually get like an EOD suit. If I'm going to do that. Rusty Shackelford says that Super Chat was for the postmodern stuff. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, let me let me just... Uh, I want to remember what you wrote the last time. John, for the love of God, just move on already. You do not understand what you're talking about. Thank you. Okay, sir, you you didn't like my little rant there. That's fine. That super chat was for the postmodern stuff. You were just going on for too long, and your description of postmodernism was wrong when in reference to the ideology. I read out the fucking definition. I don't think I strayed too far from that either. A late 20th century style and concept in the arts, architecture, and criticism that represents a departure from modernism and has at its heart a general distrust of grand theories and ideologies as well as a problematical relationship with any notion of art. I mean, I'm sorry if I wasn't right on a money with a right on the money with a term as vaguely defined as that. I mean, that, that's kind of a hard thing to get your head around. So I'm sorry, Rusty Shackleford, that I didn't fucking nail it 100%. Okay? I did my best with... I did the best I could with my stupid fucking brain that I could, okay? That super chat was for the postmodern stuff. You were just going on for too long and your description of postmodernism was wrong when in reference to the ideology. It's the idea that all interpretations are equally valid and none are objective... Objective... True. Objectively, I guess you mean. All interpretations are, e are equally valid and none are objectively true. Well, that doesn't align with what I'm reading here. It says here, at its heart, a general distrust of grand theories and ideologies. To me, that doesn't directly translate to all interpretations are equally valid. One of you guys is wrong. 
you must be the one who's right, right? <laughs> anyway, whatever. Who cares? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should just blow my brains out with a shotgun. You're right. That is what I should do. Big thanks to Rusty for convincing me to finally kill myself. Everybody give him a round of applause. Yeah, Rusty, for motivating me to kill myself. I'm just fucking with you, Rusty. Thank you. Uh, that's uh, very nice of you, by the way, Rusty. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a lot to send, so I really appreciate what you've done there. Thank you. And I won't go on any more rants ever again because of you. Romano says, John, do you still have the Travis and Todd toys? Uh, I think so. I think they're buried at the bottom of my prop box. But anyway, I have no use for them because I don't want to bring those characters back because that was stupid as fuck. Thanks, Romano. Tech, Tech Junkie 758 says, tell us about the 48-hour film competition. Oh, yeah. So, so over the weekend, I participated in a 48-hour film competition that's local to here in Vancouver. Um, I got asked to join as an editor, um, but I also worked on it as a writer just because I'm, I'm good at breaking stories and structuring them. And uh, I've been doing it for like 10 years, so it just seemed like if I'm going to help out with the film, I might as well help out with that too and try and get the story in a good place. So the idea is that uh, a team of people has 48 hours to outline, write, uh, film, edit, uh, render, and deliver a finished film that's under five minutes, including credits, uh, within 48 hours. So all that has to be done in a 48-hour period. And uh, there's not much to say, really, because I can't I can't show you the video because uh, I'm not al it's not allowed to be shown anywhere except for the official screening by the governing organization. They, they're the ones who have to screen it. Um, so I helped I, I brought my whiteboards with me. I have four little whiteboards that I use to outline stories. One is for act one. One is for Act 2A. One is for Act 2B, because I split Act 2 into two parts. And then the fourth board is for Act 3. And so we just wrote it out beat for beat. Like, this is the first shot. Okay, what's our next shot? What's our next shot? So we did that, and we combed through it until we were satisfied with it. And then our writer wrote a, f a screenplay for it. And then that was printed out and given to our actors and then the next day we started shooting the thing and then as it was being shot I, I had uh, video put onto SD cards and I would get the SD cards I would unload the footage and then back it up make sure it was all safe and then give the cards back to the cam op and the sound mixer because I was taking SD cards from them so I would unload all the footage unload all the audio and then I was basically editing for at least, uh, fuck, how, when did I start? I probably started editing around 5 p.m. and then finished editing the next day at around, I, I was editing for about a solid 24 hours 
like without stopping. And uh, it was uh, it was pretty gr- it's pretty grueling work, but uh, I actually had fun doing that. And uh, I am really happy with the final product that we came out with, and we delivered the f- we delivered the final product on time. And uh, I expect that we'll do really well in the competition. the The screening isn't for a couple weeks yet, but uh, once it happens, I think we're going to do well. And I might, we might even win an award of some kind. There's a few different awards that are going to be given out. And so, yeah, so I t- I take in the footage, I take in the audio, and then in Premiere, I link I link the uh, the recorded audio with all the recorded footage. I replace the onboard microphone audio with like the boom the boom op audio I link all that up and then I cut it all together and then I sound designed the whole thing and I put music over top the whole thing and uh it looks really good I'm really happy with it and I'm excited for the screening and uh yeah um that's that's a tough job that f- making a movie in 48 hours but it's uh it's fun I liked it anyway we'll see uh we'll see what comes of that anyway uh, thanks, Tech Junkie. Uh, Jarrett says, John, I think you're pretty all right sometimes. Oh, am I? Am I pretty all right? Well, thank you. I'm glad you think so, Jarrett. I appreciate your support, buddy. Thank you. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, sure, John. I think that's in regard to me being a soy boy, a weakling who can't tear a piece of tape. Um, Accelerator says, did you ever hear about El Dorito slash Halo Online? Yeah. I mean, that was, Microsoft put a stop to that, didn't they? El Dorito is different than SPV3, right? SPV3 is the campaign. El Dorito is Halo Combat Evolved. Oh, no, it's, it's Halo 3 online multiplayer, right? That's what it is. Because there already is a Halo 1 online, obviously. It's just Halo PC or Halo Custom Edition, Combat Evolved, whatever you want to call it. So is is El Dorito, Halo Online, still a thing? Well, I guess it's not officially distributed, but the files are out there, right? You can download them and install it. and But then can you play it online? Can you connect with other players? I don't know how that works. I thought there was a cease and desist on that. And it happens every time. And I'm just like, dude, like if you're going to do a project like that, don't announce it. Don't talk about it until it's done. Wait wait until you're done, then put it out there. Like don't announce mid-development that you're doing it. And then Microsoft comes along and does a cease and desist before it can even get out. And then it's like, great, you just wasted a bunch of work on nothing. Good job. Just don't do it at all. Or if you're going to do it, just develop it right up until it's finished, put it out, and then announce it. Whatever. What do I know, anyway? Uh, Thanks, Accelerator. Appreciate it, buddy. Ethan McGregor says, I'm really glad I found my way back to this community. I am will now firmly plant myself in it. Anyway, I GT, GTG less than three. Oh, I'm... I must have you probably left already but uh but thank you. Thank big thanks to Ethan. 
Supersonic Speedy Suicide says you made sure to make every cast member diverse, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. We have an all-white cast, you guys. Shit, I'm a racist. We're, we're all racist. I didn't even realize it. Whoops. All right, that does it for Super Chats, everybody. Thank you all very much for that support. It's really good of all you guys to do that. I can't tell you how how happy I am to get all that. I'll put it to good use. Um. <laughs> I'm just checking my Twitter, and uh, there's some pretty funny images here. Check this out. This is funny. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody did a quick photo shoot job. <laughs> Look at that Chad there. The epitome of hardcore gaming right there. The intersection of gaming and entertainment. Are you a Chad like John Graham? then you're going to love Machinima.com. Love that. Love it. Love it. That's great. Pet My Head did that. Oh, thanks a lot, Pet My Head. That's funny shit. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Hmm. <laughs> Here's another one. Fomet, an epic new meme. Move over, Bowsette. Fomet is here to stay. Fomet. <laughs> Foam. Fomet. Look at those luscious titties. Wow. That is so sexy. What else we got here? <laughs> here we go lots of chads here uh, this is me presumably holding some kind of orange thing I don't know what the fuck that is do any of these people know about postmodernism hashtag save Arby and the chief what's machinima doing right now where's the washroom I wish it was I wish I was at home playing with action figures that overweight girl looks cute <laughs> Should I tell them about my podcast? Kirkland paid for this. Fuck you guys. Quit making fun of me. Stop it. Oh, hey, look at that. Someone had the same idea. The intersection of gaming and entertainment. Look at that. That's pretty funny. Um... What else we got here? Look at all this art. Bite the foam. He bit the... F he bit the... F the sad face M. Is that supposed to be foam? Hmm. Uh, cool. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, what else we got here? It's a start. Hashtag bite the foam. 
Look at that. That's a pretty good screenshot I gave you guys. I'm sure you guys will have a field day with that in Photoshop. Hello, John. About your comments about Battlefield 5, I don't think kids will care about historical accuracy. They'll most likely want to have fun playing a video game. Well, no shit, dude. But that doesn't mean historic, historical revisionism isn't a problem. If you want to make a crazy game that's fun, fine. But don't call it a period World War I game or whatever. If you're going to do a World War I game, make it World War I. Make it as authentic as you can. Don't put, don't inject it with all this progressivist shit, and give a bunch of kids a faulty idea of what the what World War One was like. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, who cares about historical accuracy? It's a fucking video game. Respawning isn't historical historically accurate. John, that's a bad, uninformed take. What the fuck are you talking about? So you would rather it's the other way, where a company comes along and says, we are going to make a World War I game, and then just inject whatever silly, sh progressive, crazy customization shit you want, and then it's just, well, let the social studies teachers teach the kids what real history was like. I mean, why why even take the risk of giving kids a false idea of what the war was like, you know? What are you... You're telling me, honestly, that that's a bad, uninformed take? I'm sorry, Torin, but I totally disagree with that. I think that's a major problem. Anyway... But we can agree to disagree. That's okay. I still love you. Okay. So, I think I'm going to I'm going to stop the stream here, but I'm going to I'm going to start it again so we can watch some videos. And uh because I don't want to get some bullshit copyright claim on my whole entire podcast. Okay? Is that okay with everyone? I can now die in peace. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thank you for listening to my bullshit garbage postmodernism rant that was completely wrong. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my completely wrong opinions on absolutely everything. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to cut the video here, but we're going to start back up again, and we're going to watch a few videos, okay? So uh, if you want to stick around for that, stay tuned. I've got a, There's a special video from the RB and the Chief Discord that I want to watch. So we'll do that. Um, but before I go... I just want to wrap up by saying go to my fucking links, go to my website, go to uh, subscribe to my YouTube, uh, go to my SoundCloud. Uh, you can subscribe me on Twitch, although I don't really publish a lot of stuff on there. Uh, 
Go to my Patreon if you want to support me. If uh, you'd rather not do the super chat thing, uh, you can send me an email, jcjgram at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter. Follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash johncjg. And uh, follow me on Instagram if you want. I don't really post on Instagram, but you're welcome to follow me on Instagram if that's if you like Instagram. I don't know. Whatever. All right, there you go. Okay, so go to my links and subscribe and all that bullshit. All right, there you go. Thanks, everyone, and uh, I'll see you soon.